uh, do we think they're both social? No, we think... What? Well, I think I'm self-pressed. I okay. also think I'm self-pressed. Probably oh. self-pressed. I think you guys might yeah. both I think be sexual I'd blind based on... Oh. The, se- oh. the sexual one is its own thing. You oh. guys, I have so many thoughts about sexual one. Can, oh. you, can you quickly... We are read the conversation <laughs> tonight. I don't even know what's being said. Okay, how about here, here, here. <laughs> the ones have gotten out of hand. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a more curious less. and less certain life. Switch up, switch boop, up. Boop, boop. Uh, redo? No, I don't think it's necessary. You get the point. We're, we're welcome, trying to help we're you. We're living a less certain, more curious life. Yep. Trying welcome to help you be more curious. The conversation. We're I'm Macy. Be, we're trying to be curious. I'm Scott. <laughs> Here we are, episode number 65. <gasps> That is a drum roll. Enneagram ones. Here we are. Wings and variants in parentheses. Wings and variants in parentheses. We did have some big ambitious ideas about taking our Enneagram conversations in an entirely different direction. Mm-hmm. And we attempted that and it went well. Mm-hmm. We talked about the history of the Enneagram, but then we went right back oh, don't even to going that. through the numbers. <laughs> yep. And then here we are um, back to it. And we did a four <laughs> and a five. And now we are at the ones. Yeah. The so beloved ones. We're going to deep dive ones well, tonight. And if you listen to No Small Thing, you know we do these every five episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's probably our favorite thing. We really love our Enneagram probably. episodes. It yeah, probably is. Whatever the favorite that means. Thing. And we are starting to really enjoy, and this will actually prove it. Do we actually enjoy it? I think we do. What? Uh, well, we're we're really building on something here. You're you're you you all are seeing our true journey. Yes, every five weeks we come back and we say the enneagram is no small thing. We're going to continue to be curious about it, deep dive it, and as we're doing that, we're going around the numbers, mm-hmm. interviewing people, and researching. Yep. So you're kind of along for the ride with us, which mm-hmm. I think can be fun because it is a serious journey. There's so much to uncover, and it's. A very curious thing. So, so we started with me. Mm-hmm. We did a uh, one-year check-in, and I had learned a lot about my number. Mm-hmm. And then we did a, a, a one-year check-in with Macy I had, about Macy's number. I changed and learned a lot and grown a lot. Yep. And here we are with Matthew, full circle. Who but, was on our yep. last Enneagram one, mm-hmm. one episode. Yeah. Um, and then also what's going to happen, which is going to be really fun tonight, is we have Hannah Kyes, who was on our last eight episode. What? Yeah. And Hannah mistyped, which seems to be fairly common. Yeah. Yeah. And Hannah is now back on as a one. So that's exciting. Yeah. So you're going to hear Hannah's journey tonight. You're going to hear a Matthew check in if you listen to our last one episode. And you're going to hear a little bit how Hannah mistyped and how she's leaning into one and what she's been learning about that. Mm hmm. And uh, that's what this is. We're going all in on ones. If you're a one, get pumped. Get pumped. Uh, if you if you know a one or wanting to know more about ones, get pumped. 
Yeah, I also just get pumped in general. Just get pumped. I also think (laughs) this is really fun in that when we do these Enneagram episodes, we do interviews with people. And of course, it's about your number. But the Enneagram, what it does is it leads to conversations that are mostly about yourself and your own patterns. So we've already had conversations with Matthew and Hannah. And regardless of Hannah being an eight in the last conversation, the questions and the conversations were still important and like brought forth a lot of things. Yes. So I think it's fun to be able to circle back around and have similar conversations, but have a different lens in which to steer the conversation. Yes. So shout out to the Enneagram. Now, if you are new to the Enneagram or even if you're not actually, if you're doing the Enneagram, if you're learning the Enneagram, if you're engaging with the Enneagram, it, it is hard and complicated and takes a lot of effort to find your number. I think, Mm-hmm. Oh, it takes so long. Yeah, and you have to be really honest with yourself. Yeah, and I think that we live in a world in which we like to like BuzzFeed quiz or type ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's like when people first hear about the Enneagram, the first thing they want to get their hands on is a test, and they want to know what their number is. Mm-hmm. And while that is exciting and thrilling and fun, and I did the same thing, very quickly on the journey I realized this is not about, oh, like, Finding my type was its own whole long journey. And yeah. it's, I still feel like I'm finding myself in my type. Mm-hmm. It's a three lifelong years journey. Later. Yeah. It's a lifelong journey. So that is what you are getting yourself into mm-hmm. tonight. We mm-hmm. are going to have a fun time. We love sitting here and having these conversations. We have yeah. our guests sitting here before us who are patiently listening to us ramble on about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have some uh, pretzel, peanut butter pretzels here at the table. Nobody here is allergic to peanut butter, so that's good. So that, <laughs> now the scene is set. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of this, you guys will hear the conversation. Um, well, do you want to talk about rating and reviews? Yeah, I was say. <laughs> Okay, so if you're listening to this and this is your first time listening to No Small Thing, yay, awesome. We hope you enjoy us. If you've listened to us and you like us or if you like this episode after listening... Y'all, it really helps if you give us a rating or a review. That just means going, giving us little stars, what you think, one to five. If that's all you have time for, that's great. If you have a few extra, maybe a minute, writing Mm -hmm. a little review is super helpful for us. It helps us know what works and what people like. It also helps people find us. That's how people find No Small Thing. So it means a lot and it goes a long way. Also, if you have some time, uh, post about us on your social media. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I've never used Snapchat. I don't what even know what that would entail. What if we went on Snapchat? I could never. Yeah, oh I don't even know what gosh. that means. But Snap us. <laughs> other, other, t- write a Tumblr post about us? I don't know. <laughs> what um, whatever your using? social is <laughs> and you like us. TikTok. Make a TikTok it. about us. Make a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that would mean. Okay. All right. <laughs> so there's our keeping house things. Here we go. Uh, here comes an Enneagram episode straight into your ears. Yes. Wonderful. Okay. Great. And make I'm sure you talk really I close know. to the I microphone. Know. So I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, everybody, welcome back, and we are here in the house with Hannah and Matthew. Hello, Enneagram One. Hannah's here. Hannah is here, and we are going to start by hearing a little bit about Hannah. Now, I would say, if you have time and if you're interested, and you have not listened to our episode on Enneagram Eights, oh, and you'd like listen. to know a little bit about big plug, what's about to happen here, 
Hannah came on as an Enneagram 8 and talked to... I don't want to say this flippantly. I was about to say talked a big game. And she, and she did talk a big game. Oh. Now, what oh. we were saying... Well, what we were saying <laughs> earlier was Hannah still talked about Hannah. Yes. Through the lens of possibly being an 8, but we did get some legit Hannah information. Oh, for sure. And I want that to be known... At the end of the day, we are more interested in Hannah. We are more interested in Matthew mm-hmm. as humans. Which I think that, yeah, the Enneagram draws that in the conversation. Yeah. So, Hannah, how has your journey been from the last episode to now in terms of discovering that you are a one instead of an eight? Okay, well, let me tell you. Last night, I sat down and I thought about it and I wrote some little little post-it note oh, notes. Oh, yes. Because yes. I, wanted to, I wanted to make sure that I didn't, like, leave anything out. Um, okay. Doing it the right way. I love All right. This. So <laughs> I feel like that's a very distinct one thing. Yeah. But Matthew's nodding his head. Um, <laughs> approval. Uh, okay. So I felt so strongly about being an eight because I really identified to this big, like the big eight energy of like, ah, oh, I'm an eight. And like, I like, I can do whatever I want sort of thing. Um, <laughs> and I think like definitely when I was in middle school, I've now graduated high school. I um, I was coming into my own, and I was feeling like, yeah, I can do whatever I want. Like, the world owes me this, I guess. Like, I'm mm. allowed to take up space, which I think was really good for me. And so that was that did a lot of goodness to who I am as a person. But I think I lost, like, that was, I feel like that's me sort of being a healthy one. And then I lost touch with that. Um, mm. And so when Scott was like, hey, I I think you're an eight. I well, first of all, I'm embarrassed by that. Yes. I shouldn't, oh, no. I shouldn't do that. Very I, I, embarrassing I thing. That <laughs> Hannah didn't mistype herself. I oh, mistyped God. God. Cringy <laughs> Enneagram practice. Oh, wow. I can't feel bad about that. So <laughs> Cancel culture. Oh, no. <laughs> Baby humans. Yeah. It's, it's Scott okay. Cancel as an Enneagram yeah. anything. Yeah. So yeah. anyways. Do it wrong. Anyways, that's okay. Well, it's uh, lots of people in my <laughs> in my life tended to sort of want, they were like, yeah, I, you really seem like you exude this sort of eight energy. So I think you're an eight. Like my brother Daniel, who done is done. Enneagram Nine, um, he was on this podcast for the Nine episode. He was also kind of telling me like, hey, like yeah, you seem like you have like eight energy. That makes sense. And being told that was like a really I think like a big like confidence booster for me, and I was it like, "Be yeah. empowering." Mm. It was empowering. I felt like, yeah, like I I am like this is who I am. I am I'm allowed to be out there and allowed to be like big and strong and like say whatever I'm feeling. Um, but I, the one thing that I didn't really identify with was um, the eights. Like when they needed to work through something, they often like to exercise like exercising is really helpful hmm. to them hmm. it, it seems like interesting to like work through things that seems to jive with what i know about eights yeah i can see that i mean there's eights yeah. have a lot of energy yeah 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 so i i didn't really identify with that but i was like oh well maybe it's just because there's so many eights and like my like view and like experience is just one little blip in this whole like, that is universe. so interesting that's mm. such a random eight thing i don't know mm. if that's it like is. a necessary eight i don't know thing. if it's necessarily it's not. an eight thing i think <laughs> i, I <laughs> just mm, the, unnecessary the content the, the content i consume but something you latched on to you're like huh that's an interesting bit of information yeah well i think it's just like all the content i've consumed about enneagram eights because i was solely kind of just focusing on that and trying mm. to learn about myself um 
I was like that lots of the content was like, oh, yeah. And they like to like it was like if you it's kind of like growth things, like if you want to like work through some stuff and to like get some of that like anger off, then like exercising oh, is really great sort of thing. Um, but I never identified with that. I didn't I don't think I really had an outlet for like working through my anger, hmm. which was a big point towards ones because hmm. ones like to take their anger and repress it, and then it gets turned into resentment. We don't like to. We don't like to. <laughs> you got a qualifying we, we don't. We, re- we truly do not like to do that, no, but it's but what do happens. It. We feel like we have to. <laughs> but yeah. we do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's. but I kind of brushed that off or whatever. This is taking a long time. That's okay. Um, this is what this we're is here wonderful. to do. We're yeah. here to have Candles are lit. It's a nice, warm environment. We are here to have long-form conversations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Continuing on through the post-it note. Um, <laughs> so uh, as, as I, like, learned more about this and I was becoming more unsure about um, what my type was and through conversations with Scott and Macy um, at the youth group, um, I went through some just general turmoil, as I would describe it, of just not knowing. General teenage turmoil. Yeah, angst. Angst. Um, just not knowing what was going on and just like. Hannah I, just graduated from high school. She was part mm, of the youth yeah. group. So we have a graduated 18-year-old here. Yeah. The voice of the youth. I am, I am the representative of yeah. all youth. Yes. Who yeah. listen you probably are the youngest person that's been on here, right? Yes. Aside Besides from the kids. Oh, the kids. your kids. Yeah, the kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, no. Here but we are. Any, anyways. Long form. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so just just lots of big confusing, like, I don't know. And that was really hard for me because I like to know. Um, I like to know, like, what what I am, how I identify. Um, and that sort of... You wanted to figure it out. Yeah. And that sort of climaxed... Uh, when I was down in Tijuana, Mexico on the Mexico mission trip that the youth group does. And I had a big conversation with Scott and my small group leader, Katie, who is also the, um, she was on for the two episodes. So go check that out. We are Mm -hmm. an Enneagram community out here, (laughs) folks. (laughs) Um, But the conversation was like so like intense and just, a lot, and I really started opening up, and I talked about how um, my relationship with God, I felt was, I, I felt like God was keeping a, like, a list of all the things that I'd mm. done wrong, all of my sins, and mm. I had to, it seems, I don't know a lot about Catholicism, but it seems kind of like a similar sort of vibe with uh, what you believe if you're Catholic, but, like, I felt like I had to repent pretty, like, mm. regularly, mm. and and, like, keep washing that slate clean like god mm. like i did this like oh no and that was a i it i just kind of like talked about that and how that was like really hard and stressful for me um and i just i just didn't know like i didn't know how to receive grace or anything um and so one of the things that scott said which added a little bit more tor- turmoil to me was like oh well just a just a su- suggestion you might be a one and I was like, Oh gosh, no. this is not making me look no, good at all. No, it was just, just a, typing people no, up. No, 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 it was just a I'm suggestion. walking around no. the world. Two, no, 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 that wasn't what it was. Yeah. Like you were down there and you were like, hey, like, I don't mean to like tell you that this is what you are, but just a suggestion based on the things you've been saying. Like read about ones. That, that sounds like a very, that's a, a thing that ones would say. You had a hard time comprehending 
a gracious mm. God. Like you I didn't did. even understand what I was talking about. Hmm, You're like, yeah, yeah but I, I know God loves me, but when I do a bad <laughs> thing, God's mad. I'm like, no, 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 no. Grace, love, total, total acceptance, acceptance. But, but that can't be, God couldn't possibly. And I was like, what, what's so hard to understand about this? Yeah. I think, I think that, that God that is keeping score, that God that is like just waiting for you to do one more bad thing is really easy for ones to create. In their it's mind. so easy. It um, almost becomes synonymous with the inner critic. Like, I would say Ooh, if I you're bet. An a amplified person, inner critic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyways, that was really big for me. Um, and then uh, I came back from that trip, and I learned a lot of stuff about ones. I read a lot about ones. Um, shout out to wisdom of the Enneagram. <laughs> Thank shout you. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Love <the> wisdom. <laughs> um, really helpful. And other podcasts and such. Um, and. Then I kind of lamented for a while. I was just just kind of floundering and just being sad that that was my path. <laughs> Moving to four, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, because it was so hard and it was uh, so hard and so rough. And Sometimes when you find your number, you're like, oh, it's so big. Like so it's bad. it's just so much that I feel like I have to accomplish. Which again is another like one thing of like I have to be productive, but um, it's I. I kind of lamented for a little bit, and then I was like, if okay. If Ruben was here, you'd appreciate, like, an Arrested Development meme, which is the Charlie Brown Christmas Time is Here song, and it's just the meme in the show for, like, moping and being sad. Yeah. Like, Christmas time <laughs> yeah. is here. You might also point out <laughs> yeah. that that obsession with productivity and work is a direct result of colonialism and capitalism. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, shoot. Okay, good point. Yeah. Ruben, your spirit is here. <laughs> Carrying on the tradition of the socialism yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so just kind of was sad, and then I was like, "Okay, Hannah, it's time to go to work." And so I've been, I've been trying to work. Um, and Scott one time said we had a we talked about this, and he this is before I typed as a one, and he was telling me that I need to work on just being. I need to be, oh. and that is so hard for me to do, and and I was just, it was so hard, and and I was like, but I have to, I have to keep working, I have to keep trying to improve, and he was like, nope, just be, and you know what, I haven't been doing that, but I think I've been doing a lot of, a lot of growing, despite <laughs> the not being, so it's you possible, guys, once you don't have to be. This just in. Uh. Hannah Kais has not been for the last <laughs> six months. I haven't existed for oh, this That's time. great. That's good. Oh, man. Ever have to teleport to just be. I know. I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I'm out here just being. You're folks, always so out here doing? just being. Yeah. yeah. No. That's great. Oh, Hannah. Four and nines probably are just out here being. Honestly, probably. Yeah. That's so, I love it. so nice. I love it. How did they do that? I don't know. Could I be that? Who knows? Is it if possible? you work hard enough, maybe. Is it joke. attainable? Impossible. <laughs> oh man! Contradictions. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's impossible if you try. Yeah, so don't try. Hannah, I have some questions. I have yes. some questions. Yes, please. Do you have more things on your note nope, card? This today? is it, and then I continue into more, um, <laughs> just general one things that I wanted to talk about. Okay, what, like. 
are there features of the eight that you still vibe with that oh, you feel? Yeah. Do you see them differently the more you look at them in a one lens, or do you still are you like it's kind of confusing? Um, yes, I think that there are definitely still things um, from eights that I at least really admire and I wish to um, kind of grow in and achieve for myself. Hmm. I really appreciate about eights that they can ju- they can like be out there and be like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to kind of control the situation sort of thing. Um, and I, I like, while I was doing, I think in my period of lamenting, um, I sent frequent texts to the people around me who are, like, involved with the Enneagram and know about it. Like, there were lots of, there are lots of, like, on Instagram accounts and stuff, like Enneagram and coffee, um, there are some like mantras that are put out like mm-hmm. every month or so. And I think one of the one of the months or so, like I would just notice that the that I still really heavily identified with the like the eight mantras. Mm-hmm. And but I felt like it was more like ones like eights are doing what the ones want. And mm. I feel that's true. I, I feel mm. yeah, I feel like the eights like ones are lesser eights. I even sent that oh, as a text oh, one harsh. time. I mean, I don't well, believe that, that, but it's a vibe. They have, no. Yeah, they have yeah. energy that we want true. to yeah. be yeah. able to like, I don't know, to put out. Into the, I know that's a very like cynical and like, I was very just like, I want to be an eight kind that of That inner thing. critic coming out. Yeah. But you, you, you could make the argument, and I'm not, that eights are lesser ones. You oh, know what I mean? Yes. If we're gonna if we're gonna go with this line of I, thinking. Well, okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the reason why I say that, and I don't there think there is no lesser number. There is no lesser number. I, I yeah, don't yeah, think so saying. now, but at the time I was thinking, <laughs> yes, ones are lesser eights because eights have the like I they have the confidence to to like be who they want to be. And ones, at least I was feeling as a one, like pretty insecure mm. about who I was mm. and like hearing the eights confidence to, to just be who they are. It was really empowering to me. And I really liked that message. Mm. Um, so that's why I really, I still, I, I don't think I'm shooting to be an eight anymore at all. I'm more just trying to, I guess, improve Myself, or not, in- <laughs> not necessarily. Okay, okay. Yeah. I guess improve. <laughs> you are already a shining light. It's also okay to glowing. Yeah. It's also <laughs> it is, okay it to want to improve. It is. Well, yeah, you guys true. bring that spirit into all situations, and that's mm. really helpful. You guys are both very valuable individuals in any situation you go Thank into. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> one one thing that I will say for the people who have ones in their lives. And they want to like give them love or affirm them in some way. It is really, or just like if you're like a boss of a one or something, it's really, really, really key that when you're giving them feedback, it's not like, oh, you're super good at this, and like you're really, like not to hate on what you just said, Scott, but <laughs> hate away, man. It, it's <laughs> it's more like it's nice to it's nice to hear like, oh, you're super valuable, but it's 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 super easy for the inner critic to just say like. No, no, they're just saying that sort of thing. Mm. So it's really important, at least for me in my life, and Matthew, if you agree with this, it's really important for the people around me to tell me very specific things that they like about who I am. Like, oh, Hannah, you are super good at listening to people. And 
stuff, stuff like that, or like feedback that is very specific. So I know that like know things that I can improve on. That's really nice mm. for me. Mm. Mm. Well, there it is. I would, I would say ones just in general have like a fraught relationship with critique and mm. feedback. Yes, it's really hard. Because I mean, yeah. like the yeah. moment we get a small oh, bit of so possibly bad. negative critique, there's a <sighs> whole Yeesh. spiral with the inner Oh, critic. it's a so... Uh, and yeah, yeah. and <laughs> it's <laughs> not even like... It's not like... I think I felt like this a year ago um, that like... Well, it's everybody else's job to like not critique us, or like if you're <laughs> going to like in a nice way. Like that's yeah. how we make space for ones. Maybe in a way, but I think I had an unhealthy view of it, and where like I can improve, <laughs> or I think have a little bit is knowing that that voice is a lie, mm-hmm. and that I can say no. Yeah. Like, they meant that. They know me. They meant that. That's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that can be yeah. helpful. That can be helpful. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think with Enneagram, you do want to use, like, words like integration, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to criticize your word of improve, but it's like, that does seem like a one's way of using the Enneagram. We're going to yeah. improve on our Enneagram usage. Yeah. But it's, integration it's less about improving and yeah. about, like, I guess it's more, yeah, I guess it's more integration, but... Uh, one of the words uh, I think of is are. like yes. unveiling your essence. I really like that. I've yeah. talked about yeah. um, unveiling your essence. Yes. Let's just pause there before I say anything more because I don't want to gloss over that. Moment of silence. Because I was about to say something I was really excited about, but now I just realized that might be better than what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Unveiling your essence. Think about <laughs> that. Unveiling your essence. But I, I did say, and this is kind of goes along the same lines of being, and it's something that really stood out to me. I, I've talked about Peter Rollins on this podcast quite a bit. But... um on a playlist I made for Macy, Peter Rollins has this speech where he essentially says it's it's important on a clinical psychoanal- psychoanalytic level to create a space where somebody can be stationary. That's even similar to this idea of being. Hmm. Like you're not you're not moving internally in your mind or spirit or heart. You're not trying to strive. There's no proving. Yeah. There's no like getting to a goal or proving anything. You're you're in your soul and your spirit just there you're just existing you're not yeah. ref- you're not even yeah. reflecting or thinking about should and ought and who's looking and what should I- it's just like then then the crazy thing is then actual things can start to happen because you're experiencing yourself yeah yeah hmm. i mean that might sound that might sound a little weird but i do want to say sometimes i share something that i know might sound a little weird but there is a lot of real stuff behind that yeah i think also when peter Rollins says it he says it in such a way that it's like this poetic moving way to see yourself. Yeah. yeah. Become um, stationary. Become Just stationary. exist. Yeah. And that sounds yeah. actually like impossible to me. Take yeah. a j- leap like, into the existential yeah. void. I know. We're like, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's not like, like, yeah, like it's easy, right? <laughs> well, like for you guys, it sounds like, Oh yeah. Like I can just do that super easily. But yeah, for for me at least, it feels like I don't even know how to begin to do that. Mm-hmm. What I have kind like of space do I put myself in? Shells and walls that I would need to like break down before like, I, I just, make it there. Like I have no like I would have to like be the like okay, like, yeah. I'm sitting down like this. I'm going to go into some sort of meditative space and then I try to do that. But then I have it. Yeah, it's like so many different like things that have to happen before <laughs> I can so actually good. get to that space. Now I am supposed to integrate to eight, and Macy's supposed to integrate to one. So essentially, we're line. supposed to get pulled out of the stationary existential void. Like, come oh, on! Oh yeah, like that's the thing is, that's I, so I, when I'm integrating, I'm not stationary. I'm moving towards actually 
probably improving some, things. Some, uh, as we some, learned, some patterns. Some patterns. <laughs> some healthy patterns. Some patterns. I'm getting some organization to my life. <laughs> patterns, not schedules. Not, not schedules, schedules, everyone. For boards <laughs> out there, not schedules. All right. Okay, um, Matthew's journey? Yeah, let's hear Matthew. Oh. I, I think it'd be cool to like try, because we, Matthew and I uh, did our due diligence and and listen to our last episode. Oh, oh yes. good job, you guys. <laughs> yeah, um, so it would be cool to hear maybe just you reflect a little bit on wh- where you've come from last time yes. we did this conversation with you. Well, I will say the first thing that I did when I listened to it, and I think I listened to it, uh, I listened to it the whole way once and through like most of my interview a second time. Mm-hmm. The first thing I did was just critique my performance. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and once I was done doing that, then I was like, oh, wait. I'm doing it. I'm yeah. Do- yeah, one, I'm once doing it. Once I was it, done doing like, that. I was wow. supposed to be, like, learning how I grew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think I have. I think it's maybe in a good way, less, like, concrete. I don't think I could tell you, like, oh. I got 60% better at this. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I really got rid of this wall. You don't have that kind of analysis going? No, I mean, I wish I did. I wish yeah. I could give that to you, yeah, but... Yeah. Statistics. It really has been a year of letting go. Hmm. Hmm. Like, I can so easily get so wrapped up, so, like, I think we, like, rigid, like, holding things so tight, mm. like, the way I wanted this to go, the way I think there's the right way for this to go, like, the way I think I ought to be, the way I think the world should be, like, I could just hold that so yeah. tightly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I can be uh, really attached to that. I can say that I can really easily moralize and rationalize that hmm. rigidity. And mm. say that rigidity yeah. is good. It's not rigidity. Moralizing it's, it's, the rigidity. Yeah. That is a good phrase wow. we should write down. I'll write it down when I'm editing this. So so I remember that. Sure. Moralizing the rigidity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe the first time that's ever been said. Here, right here on No <laughs> Small Thing. Probably not, first. but okay. Nope. I'm blaming it. <laughs> Trademark. I'm an OG. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, o- o- OG moral rigidity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was the first one to moralize rigidity. Yeah. The, the gang of, of oh moralizing rigidity. You heard it here first, folks. I invented the Enneagram. <laughs> Scratch everything uh, you heard on the history of the Enneagram so episode. It's all Matthew Lauder. Okay? I am the Sufi. <laughs> You're the guru. I am. Uh, you are Rechazo. the one. Miss, you are. He is behind <laughs> everything. I know. He I orchestrated it all. You are. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, okay, but so how <laughs> I've been just letting go, and I like again, I can't tell you like, oh, I let go of this thing, but I've kind of entered into a stance. I don't even know, just of trying to let let go of that rigidity. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. um, in small ways, I haven't been yes, trying to. Yes. This is another thing I haven't been trying to like check my progress either. I've just really been. But no, isn't that crazy that that is actual growth for a one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Stop yeah. monitoring that freaking progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but thinking back now, like I have been listening to a lot of Michael Gunger's stuff on oneness. Mm. Mm. Like I listened to a lot of his oneness meditations. It's all about like. Ooh. Well, first of all, I don't even know these exist. So yeah, you I didn't know little, either. Oh, wow, you have to so be a liturgist. Okay, so. oh. like a like a don- like a Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. Oh, uh, if you're at five dollars. Okay, get a meditation. Although they just changed their Patreon, so this is no longer true. Unless okay. you're already. 
I'm not gonna. It's complicated. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a bunch of um, meditations on how like the separation between this and that and you and them and oh, God wow. and you and anything and anything else is not real. And it's all one. Yeah. Ooh. And that's like a rich theological, spiritual idea that I totally ignored up to now. Hmm. Part of that is because of my upbringing, but part of that is because of my nature. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all of us kind of can use our own ways to create that divide between us and the the all, the uh, the we. Um, So that was really, really, really helpful. Um, And... uh, so Michael Gunker will use the term oneness, but more often now he uses the term like non-duality or non-dual mm-hmm. spirituality. Mm. And that's the same idea that like this is all there is. And like you and I are a part of this and an attachment to that or what we think is that or to changing this is what causes you suffering is what ails us. That's like straight out of his book, right? Yeah, I have also been listening to his book. Yeah. And Michael Gunger? This. Yeah. I just got his book and I started reading it and a it was book. too stressful for me. And this so guy. I had to go lay down and it's, uh, kind it's a of lot. cry. He's four, isn't he? Starting with those oneness meditations, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's, it's that, $5 a month, so maybe not, but. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you make that face? <laughs> no, 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 you said so skeptical. Like, well, see, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have five dollars a month for Michael Gunger. Yeah. No, I think he's so cool. No, I know it's just I your tone. Too. It was funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, non-dual spirituality, oneness. Um, I see. I live with Maddie. Everyone, so that's special. I see <laughs> you constantly practicing and bringing up non-dual thinking. And I think it's a good practice for you, like yeah. seeing things outside of a black and white way. It's like kind of what it's challenging. Yeah. 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 In w- a, yeah. Go ahead. Well, in a, in a way, too, like, uh, I don't know if it was Scott specifically, but definitely in my high school years, like, one of the big things about the difference between my upbringing and um, the church that we all met at mm-hmm. is that there is space, especially in the youth group you're in, for gray. And that gray is okay. Mm. Mm, And that questions are okay. And that was like a big, big deal for me. And it's probably a big, big deal for once to be okay with the uncertainty of not knowing what's right. That was Mm -hmm. my like, my small group leader's big thing was just that we were together to wrestle with ideas. Yeah. And then that wrestling is the truth, not the thing on the other side. Wrestle with God. Ah, this so, is rich. This is good. That was my, I think it's good. Wow. I'm pretty, my last year a little bit. I'm pretty proud of uh, our guests <laughs> or being associated Thanks. with Thanks. Wow, this what is was, so nice. We're really proud. good we're, people. We're so good. You're nailing this, Yes, boost my ego, please. <laughs> we're doing it right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I will just say with all three four of us sitting around the table, not to be like, Oh, just extra positive about this. But I will just say as somebody that has been on the Enneagram journey with the three of you, Mm. there is something that is nice uh, when somebody finds their number Mm -hmm. to be able to, I think it brings us closer in the sense of like, we can laugh about our quirks a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like I do notice Matthew being able to laugh and catch himself about like, critiquing the cleanliness of the kitchen. <laughs> and while on the, it's both and though, because on the one hand you could say, this is important to Matthew. 
So it's not like I'm just going to dismiss it. But also, Matthew's getting maybe a little too aggressive about it or something. And, and I don't think that's what I get aggressive about yeah, I don't think <laughs> because it's I'm the messiest. <laughs> but well, whatever it is, I, I just chose laugh, that. Which yeah. makes him, it, he's integrating towards a seven, laughing. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Integration so to seven. Yeah. Yes. I'm not healing there yet. bomb for that's a while. Okay. That's okay. You're, get, you're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I do so it sometimes, cool. but I haven't, I've yet to like really like tap into that. And that's okay. I'm just where I'm at. Now, I do like to think that there are. Many times, you know, and it's almost like, I, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, the right quote unquote. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm about to say. We'll see. You got to say it right. Like, yeah. yeah it has to right. be right. Okay. It's almost like our numbers in some ways are like a tool. It's like, okay, right now I need a screwdriver. Yeah. Know? And there are times where I'm like, uh, you know, especially now that Maddie's been around with the youth group again, um, I, I, it's like, I need Maddie right now. Yeah. And there was even this mm. time where I was like in the back of my mind, uh, I was going to say, I was going to just say, uh, I threw everybody under the bus, but we were actually on a bus. But, uh, <laughs> like this, this trip we went on this summer, uh, all the kids showed up and I had already been at the retreat center. Okay. Right. Let me try to paint the picture a little bit. We're going on a high school retreat. Everybody's coming in on a bus. I'm already at the retreat center. I'm waiting for everybody to show up. Mm-hmm. Matthew's been on a long bus ride with a bunch of high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, get off at the bus. The kids leave. I give some instructions now I'm on the bus with the bus driver, and he's he's like, "Look at this, look at the mess." And I'm like, "Whoa, the bus this is something. yeah, this is bad." And I'm like, "Gosh, I I don't know what happened." And I do this a lot as a youth pastor, you know. It's like, so sorry. I start kind of cleaning up. He's like, "I don't know what we're gonna do here. This was worse than normal." This, and I'm just like, "Yeah, gosh," and I'm kind of feeling bad. And next moment, I know Matthew's on the bus with the broom. He had already been thinking about it. He was coming <laughs> back on to clean the bus. Mm. I was like, ah. Oh. Thank you, Matthew. The one person who was paying attention to a messy bus, you know, and that's so nice. Olive listens, but Olive was also there cleaning up. Thank you, Olive. I Mm. think Olive does listen. Shout out to Olive. Olive does listen. Yeah, Olive's great. Oh, so cool. But, 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 all of I hope you listen to this. You know, yeah. That's obviously not a time where I'm like, hey, Matthew, can you stop being a one, please, and stop, you know, can you up integrate towards seven, please, yeah. and <laughs> stop? Yeah. I was like, thank you. Gosh, thank you for p- caring about this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. You do want a one around. It is. Oh, having a one around is. <laughs> so stabilizing yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a four. Gosh, okay. I think we are going to take a break. We're going to take a break. a nice yep. chunk t- of time mm-hmm. in a beautiful way. When we come back, my questions, our questions together collectively are, we want to have a little conversation about how each of you would describe being a one in your own words. So that's what's coming up, everybody. And I really want to get a little deep diving into this concept of the inner critic. It always and comes have up. you describe it to us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we come back. Okay, everybody, we're back. Between you and God. We are going to talk. <laughs> we are going to hear from these ones what it is like. Uh, how how do oh, you, you how do you understand a one sort of in your own words in your own language, and um, yeah, what is what does it mean to be a one? Who wants to start? <laughs> They're both. 
I was a little prepared for this. Okay. And Scott okay. actually Sweet. mentioned it when he was talking <laughs> about was me and being nice to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was like so nice to have someone who cared. And that's mm. really Truth. my oh. big, mm. I think, language for ones. And mm-hmm. people say all sorts of things about ones and all, probably all true. But I think for me, and this is interesting listening back as this well. This is how you ended the episode. You said, I just want people to know oh, yeah. that I care. Yeah. You know? And that's moved towards <laughs> yeah. kind of my central idea of the one, yeah. whereas my definition of the one in the last episode was pretty negative. Mm. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it was not a, it was not a nice one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I was really deep into like the shadow side, mm-hmm. which is a good, valid, good place to be. Um, and now I think my central definition is like ones are the people who care about mm-hmm. it all. Mm. They care about it all. Mm. Um, sometimes to their own detriment. Sometimes when it's not appropriate. Sometimes <laughs> they take it too far, but they care. Yeah. How would you define caring? Yeah. I think that's different for everyone. I think that's the thing is that okay. we our care like leads us to different actions. True. Wise Just words. Just know behind Helpful behind words. it all. One if. You know someone who is one, they care. It might not be in the way that you think it's caring, but they care. I guess it's like the impulse to add good. Impulse to add good. I don't know. I wonder (laughs) if you were, well, we we won't get into wings yet, but I wonder if there is an aspect of your wing showing up in this definition. Oh, no, I for sure think that caring as a definition for one is like a, one wing two thing. That's like mm. a part of it as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Interesting. Ones are the ones who care. You care. I, I think I think another way in terms of your focus of attention, it's just it, it's I this isn't like a technical Enneagram language, but like you're you're sort of outward focused. You're watching, you're observing, you're mm. you're wanting to fix, you're you're yeah. wanting to improve. I mean that's the word, right? And it's like so often I think Macy would say we're internal focused. It's so rare. Yeah. It's oftentimes yeah. somebody has to be like, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I've left whole open bowls of food here over at the house and I forget. And somebody's like, it's hilarious. And somebody's like, here's your, here's your bowl with your moldy food in it. I'm like, what? Did we give How it back to you moldy? No, I don't oh, think so. No, no. I'm kind nice. of, I'm kind of saying it to be funny, but so I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm so internal focused. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, a, I guess its own version of caring, but like, yeah, I think when I hear you saying that as a one, I'm like, you're you're just observing and watching. You're like, oh, I can fix that. I care about that. There really isn't anything that escapes your gaze, essentially. I think that's true. I think also that is maybe a more like sexual one mm-hmm. vibe. And we'll, we'll, again, we're going to get into variants later, but uh, uh, self-pres is a little different. Mm. Ah, okay. Okay. Mm. Okay, so that's your sort of light, casual definition. Teaser. Listen to the whole episode. So don't cut us off at 45 minutes. Continue, please. (laughs) Actually, do whatever you want. This is a hospitable environment. We won't pressure you. (laughs) (laughs) What did I get wrong? Oh. Um, <laughs> correct, well, correct him. No, correct no, him. no, no. I was kidding. I was kidding. Uh, I, let's <laughs> see. It's like one gladiators. Correct him. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> um, let's see. I, well, okay. Let's see. Let me gather my thoughts here. If you were sitting with like a person how who's fairly new it? to the Enneagram, and you're like, I, I, are you one? And you're like, yeah, well, how do you know? Well, I do this pretty consistently with my mom because she's 
Okay, I'm our, Ray Kai's. I'm sitting in, here. In our family, that. we are pretty sure that she's <laughs> she's a one wing two. Okay. And I I and my brother Daniel talk about the Enneagram relatively often. Um, but it's kind of looked down. It's like, oh, like you're talking about the Enneagram sort of thing. Like they everyone else in my family kind Sketchy of thinks vibes. it's like a hoax, like kind of like hoax. trying to trying to put <laughs> yourself you into a you box Enneagram. sort of thing. Um <laughs> anyways, uh <laughs> What I usually say to her is, like, Enneagram 1s are people who really pay a lot of attention to detail, um, and they like to do things their way. Mm. Um, Or at least, okay, well, actually, I'm not going to talk like I'm talking to my mom. Okay. uh, Talk like you're talking to Scott, Maisie, and Matthew. Okay. I'm, okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) What I would say is what I've been really cut up on recently is... Enneagram ones, I, at least myself in particular, I really like to do things my way. Like I have a certain, Mm. I have an expectation for how things are going to go and I want to replicate that. And I have a very set routine of what I want to happen. And so lots of times when I, and I've been working on this in therapy um, and I have been like working through this and I've been realizing that I have a lot of expectations for Mm. my surroundings, for the people, for how Mm. I'm going to interact, how things will go. And, um, I, it's, it's, I just have these big expectations and I have been doing a lot of work of, um, I think what my work and how I think I've been growing with the Enneagram is I've been working on trying to notice my expectations. What, what I'm thinking about, what I, how I want things to go before I enter into an experience. And then I talk about to myself, like, oh, well, it doesn't necessarily have to go this way. Like, yeah. it, it could be different. And that's Ooh. what I did in the car when I was coming here. Um, because holding it loosely. Holding it loosely, holding it lightly. Yeah. And so I think, I think ones are people who have big expectations and they like to get set into routines and they can get angry, but then they don't show it and it turns into resentment. If, Dang, um, this is, this is, this is good. Thank you. This is good Great, stuff. Uh, yeah. Big expectations. Yeah. That's a yeah. good way to talk about ones. Yeah. I think that's like the, I, yeah, again, we're going to get into instinctual variants and the wings and such later, but I, I don't necessarily think about like the different characteristics that define a one like wing two or one wing nine, I th- more think about I'm tuned into the like expectations, like what, like that's what I'm drawn to the mm. most mm. about ones. Oof, boy, oh boy. This does make me think, and it kind of points to like what the one's gift is in a lot of ways is having high expectations and seeing and like imagining a world in which all of these wonderful things can and will happen and striving for that. Like mm-hmm. I think ones offer us all that perspective and that way of seeing. I, I kind of want to read some of the one lyrics from Sleeping Out Last because it makes me think of this. Um, and it makes me think of the expectations thing. This is from people, Sleeping Out Last. Check it out. Have Check it? out oh, yeah. Sleeping so Out Last. Ryan O'Neill it's a band. did an amazing... Music. It's just Ryan, but he calls yeah. himself that. Yeah. He did <laughs> all these songs on all the Enneagram types and they're so special and sweet and good and there's songs of redemption for each number mm. and there's a podcast that goes with them all and it's, it's so good a part of his larger atlas project which so is cool. meant to create Present like life. a picture of 
the universe through songs. Who so is he's this? making. Who is this human? I know he's amazing. Crazy. Yeah. He is She's an crazy. integrated knight. Oh, yeah, yeah. That sure. is oh, what is happening. He's not doing repressed. Nope. Um, and it's, so he's writing a different song about all the different aspects of the universe, and part of that he's decided is the Enneagram numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Check him out, people. Please. Seriously. So I'm about to read some of these lyrics because it just makes me think of it. Um, hold on for a minute, because I believe that we can fix this over time. That every imperfection is a lie, or at least an interruption. Now hold on, let me finish. Hmm. No, I'm not saying perfect exists in this life, but we'll only know for certain if we try. Dang. Yeah. Hmm. There he is. I feel like that speaks Same so much lyrics. to that. Yeah. Hold on, let me finish too is a yeah. great Yeah, oh, that is something that I feel like I want to be saying or I am saying all the time. <laughs> let me finish. Just hold on. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That I literally good. did that to Macy in the other one episode. I was, I literally oh, let me said, hold on, hold on. I'm doing this thing. I'm going to finish this thing and then you can talk. Ooh. <laughs> That's good. I mean, we all do that, but I think ones do that in a very particular way. Yeah. And mean something very particular. Mm. And I think, I think this is a big lesson that maybe I'm learning literally right now or in the last couple Ooh. of days, but real like, time. Well, we already talked about it a little <laughs> bit, but the, but those big expectations, that those um, ideas about how things can go and those ideals of, of perfection and whatnot are good, even a blessing even, but it's mm. our attachment and rigidity mm. within that that's yes. the problem, wow. yes. which I think is what you were, yes. you were talking mm-hmm. about. Wow, yeah. that just goes to show how every person's journey is different. I had, I've had this realization for a while and been working through it, and Matthew just... In the last few days, slash yeah. now, maybe. Matthew's learning from you. Yeah, but also <gasps> Matthew's further him. in other places than I am. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? Guys, can we just recognize how cool that is? Wow. <laughs> Guys, this is cool. This is, this so, is cool. so cool. Thank Woo. you. We'll have some applause for this episode. Yay, it, 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 it is. I do feel like this is some good content here. This is some yeah. good content. You heard it here, folks. Okay. Hannah Kais. So now can you guys talk about what the heck the inner critic is yeah, and how you can it. define it? Because everybody out there listening, if you listen to anything about the Enneagrams and you what hear one, is it? Hello? This is what they always talk about. The inner critic. Tell me about this. What okay. person voice. living inside wow. that brain? Guys, just just hang on, okay? Just hang on. <laughs> and who knows, maybe I won't be able to say it as how I want to, but I hope what I'm saying gets across. And Matthew's also here to talk about it as well. Do not fear. You shall get a somewhat rounded perspective. <laughs> okay, here we go. Wow. Thank you for the preamble. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, the inner critic. Let's see. So now what I've read is it's often just just a criticizer, just inner, just as, as it sounds, inner critic, someone, a voice that is just saying, nope, that's wrong, sorry, are you, this is not how it should be, like, what are you doing? And I've heard it described, apparently some people, this is from the wisdom, so I don't know, but um, it it's said in the wisdom that some people experience this voice as like, like, it sounds like God is like speaking to them and like mm. saying like, you are doing this wrong. And I don't think I necessarily experience that, and something that has been like i think a part of my work is realizing that the like a lot the voice that i'm hearing is it's not like i like a little voice in my head it's more like a subconscious like like i just sometimes i just feel bad lots of times i just feel hmm. bad and i 
like I just feel bad about myself and I don't know why. I have no idea where it's coming from. Like, what is that about? And and I nodding his head. <laughs> and I just don't know like where it's coming from. And so a lot of the things that I've been working on is like when when I am feeling bad, I've been investigating it and been I've been talking to myself and being like, Oh, so now why do you feel bad? Do you have some sort of expectations about like how you're supposed to perform right now, how, like, you think things should go, um, and kind of confronting myself about that. And it, and it's been helpful. It's still really hard sometimes. Lots of times it's still really hard. Um, but it's just like a, almost like a feeling, I guess, for me of just, I'm doing this not the right way. I could be better at, I could be more productive. Lots, this whole summer for me has been really, like, calm because it's been transition period between, like, high school and college. So I – and I've been working very little, so not a lot. I don't have a lot going on, and um, that's been really hard for me. And I have always been, like, doing things. I've always been, like, thinking about things. And now when I'm in a time where I don't really, like, have, like, a direction I'm super pointed in – it's been really hard for me because I've been feeling like I have to do these things hmm. um, or I have to be doing something and I'm not. And because I'm not, I'm being bad or I need mm. to be better. Um, mm. That's my take on it. I think, I think one of the things you might've said this, I don't know if somebody said this to me recently. I think it was you said one of the things that they helped, helped them realize they would or one was that they thought everyone had the inner critic. Mm. And when they realized that yeah. that was unique to them, I mean, everybody has some sense of inner critic, but not yeah, in the way I hear it being said by ones, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Matthew? Well, I, Hannah really got it. I feel seen. This is what we want. Seen in a good way, but also exposed. <laughs> um, Espo's here. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, I mean, it really is, it's not... I've I've hear I've heard it as like an inner monologue, and that's not quite. Uh, I think the same as Hannah. Not quite the way it goes rolls out for me. It's not like a hello, welcome to your inner critic today. Here's the <laughs> thing that happened, and you can respond, and then it counters. Yeah. And it's yeah. not it's not logical at all. It has yeah. nothing to do with reality or logic or actual goodness it's just <laughs> it's not wholesome everybody this no. is not a yeah. nice thing this is different and that we talked about this in the other episode yeah. it's different from your conscience it's different from god that's that's big it's not yeah, yeah it's not god it's not god yeah please but get can that be confused with yeah, god easily be confused with god it can easily be confused with all these things that we're saying it's not yeah yeah and I, I also f- I feel similarly about it being a feeling. I think even it's like we're in the body triad here, the mm. instinct triad. Mm. So I would maybe even describe it as an instinct, like a yeah. self knowledge. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's just something. It's okay. a feeling. It's like it's an instinct. Yeah, feel. yeah. It's like a like a presence. Yes, and it's like yes, and it's not always there because I feel like sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm doing this well. I'm doing this well. I'm, I'm doing uh, a good job. Yeah. Uh oh, and then everything stops, and I'm like, oh, I. F- you just know, bad. like there's feels there's bad, bad, yeah. And then it's you just have bad. To like figure out, like oh my. Then you have then you go through, like, is it what I'm doing right now? Like, what am I doing right now? What are, am I doing it correctly? Did I do that wrong? Like, well, it it mm. becomes you just I you just become so insecure. I yeah. I just feel like just feelings of insecurity, and I just 
in, it impacts every single mm. part of my life because I mm. feel like I have to, I have to be watching to make sure that I'm doing things right. Yeah. This is an interesting and not quite as negative, but also a little scary to be honest mm. of how like powerful this instinct, this feeling, this critic, whatever mm. it is, mm. is. Uh, I have to wake up pretty early for work, uh, which is rough for me. Rough. Um, I have to oh, wake I up. Hate waking up early. At, uh, <laughs> Give it to us. I what try. Time? I try five? to wake up at five, but five? really, oh. I can push Dude. it. I can push it and wake up at oh, five. Oh, everybody, it's almost ten here, man. Push I it should push it and wake it up at, at five thirty. Yeah, what a what a window. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been asleep an hour ago. For it's oh. gonna get eight hours. Oh no! I ra- I, Feelings are bad. I rarely. Sh- I always <laughs> stay up this late, you guys. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this season is ending soon. Of me waking up five thirty okay. in two weeks, so it's fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, because school. Because school. Starts. Matthew's yeah. sacrificing for you, listeners. If you're listening, mm-hmm. yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take what's given to you. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I'll forget to set a five and a five thirty alarm, and I'll just set the five. And then the five will go off, and I'm oh, like, I'm scared. oh, heck no, I'm turning that off. And then <gasps> I won't think to, to like move it or set at 5.30, but I've never woken up not at 5.30 because <laughs> the bad feeling comes. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Wow, I don't experience no, that dude. one. In wow. my sleep. You failure. Wow. <laughs> well, it's, wow. Not even, it's not even like a voice. It's yeah. just like a... A body feeling. self-knowledge wow. of like, oh, bad, 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 bad. We can't be late. We can't be late. We can't be late. Wow. I wake up with like, with shock. I'm like, Stress. and then I'm like, oh no, I'm late. I like have this. Oh, like, that's oh, happened no, to me I before. Late. That's happened to me before. And then I look at the oh clock my gosh. and it says 5.30 on the dot. Oh my gosh. My body knew to wake me up. Oh right my Energy right wow. in this room. Yeah. Wow. wow. This is like very visceral for me. I'm like, oh my gosh. It is this like, has happened for me. I wonder if the like, ones are listening, like clapping in their car. And like, <laughs> yes, we know. My like worst wow. nightmare that isn't like super existential is waking up to a "Where are you?" text or a million oh. phone calls. Like that. Oh, is, well, that's happened with you and us. I know, <laughs> looking I know, for Matthew. I know, I know, I know. I was very depressed. <laughs> um, yeah, we thought we lost we thought Matthew. We, I was so scared. <laughs> It's it a twenty-four hour period. You were taking little, like a, 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 a an intentional break from your phone. It was, yeah. yeah. And I like just, I noticed you texted fair. me, but you hadn't noticed you hadn't texted me anything super urgent until like well, I was at work. Yeah, and that's when we were being weird about it too. We were, well, I was probably like, being more weird. Than you be, you called my work. It was yeah. intense. I did. I was. I was nervous. I felt really loved and seen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. And cared nice. for. I, I cared was for. convinced good. that you had that was a, I know we were so really fun. trying to be low key about it, but Wait, I think that we were, were you, jazzing each other. What up, was, like, what we was the so scenario that you, okay. Matthew, you thought that he was gonna die? I just I stopped replying to their calls and texts, and I was like. I was really depressed and I was oh, like yeah. also like kind of having this bad feeling yeah. pretty much all the time at yeah. that point. Yeah. I just like it was a constant oh. over a year ago, probably or something. Yeah. So my solution, which again, not rooted in reality or logic was to completely hide myself. Yeah. 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 So I would stay in my room so they couldn't talk to me mm. and then I would sneak out when I needed to sneak out and wow. I would like not look at my phone. Uh-huh. And then Scott and Macy got oh. worried because I normally hang out and talk with them. And then <laughs> oh, that's so culminated funny. in Scott calling <laughs> my work while I was working. And my <laughs> manager being like, 
Yeah, Mass is <laughs> here. Who's a stranger <laughs> calling Evergreens? <laughs> so and then uh, he said, think, oh, oh, Matthew, the, the, phone's, the phone's for you. And then it was Scott, <laughs> and he was, like, very worried. He was telling me that he was going to, like, text my mom or something. Whoa! And I was like, no, I think I Scott, did. I texted Simeon. I'm fine, yeah. and I'm at work. Uh, I got to get back to work. Bye. Bye. Okay, just want to know you're And then safe. you texted her, you're like, Matthew's alive. He's at work. And then <laughs> I came home at night from work, and Macy was out on the lawn painting, and I was like, Hello. And I like I, I think I cried a little bit. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> I had that's more so, This is not very I relevant. I hope that's you guys so no, but I think that this also probably but exposes also that Scott and I both have irrational fear oh, sometimes yeah, yeah, with yeah, people. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, yeah. I oh, for yeah, sure yeah. have things around that. So yep. you did. Rec- I was very unhealthy. So um, <laughs> that's you wanted to spiral. check in on your friends. Oh, very yeah, important. we were really happy to see Maddie. <laughs> Wow, that's okay. Oh, the In harsh inner critic, so funny. guys. That sounds. <laughs> any any stressful. other thoughts, Hannah? Anything you want to add? <sighs> now that you have asked me that, my mind has gone blank. Oh, of but course. You know that's okay. We are okay with how that is, and <laughs> that's okay. You'll wake up with a bad feeling tonight and realize what you could have yes. said. Yes. Oh, yes. no. Don't say that. No, it's fine. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, guys. It's okay. You want to know? I want to say one thing about ones. We'll see if we leave this in there. Maybe okay. this will be cut because it doesn't really go with this part, part of the conversation, so it's not the best way to close out. But I don't think I said this in the last episode, and I do think my wife is a nine-wing one, and I know some ones. And here's the thing I would say. We're doing a good job honoring ones. I want to honor ones. Honor, honor, honor. And, and, uh, and, and then also say, like, and this isn't a roast, but it's something that's perplexing <laughs> to me about ones. Yeah. Like, trying to understand each yeah. other. And I'm sure there's so many weird things about fives. Like, I mean, I know don't I really get throw so many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't even. Um, yeah, and I could roast myself. <laughs> was, in many we're ways, we're but joking. Like, no, but, but <laughs> one of the things it seems that I notice, and I really would re- really love to find a really um, interesting and articulate way to describe this someday. But the way I experience it, Okay, especially I think a tendency for a five is to think of like an infinite way of things and being of thinking and says at the beginning of the five song, I want to watch the universe expand. So I I think I experience things as like things can be done in an infinite number of ways. Like there is no right Mm. or wrong. Like that's my mode is there is no right or wrong. Which is why I need a one in my life to be like actually there is a right way. There's some time and I'm like oh thank you. There's a good way to do it. Um, but if you think about uh, there's so many things that a one mind could latch onto to hyper focus on. And what I get confused sometimes is that ones seem to have like hand selected about 20 things. And then those are the perfectionistic mm. things. And I'm like, well, why are you choosing that? You realize you're not being perfectionistic about this, but this is getting your attention. And why? I always, I always like, why is this the thing that you're focusing on? Mm. <laughs> you know? And, and I, and it's not like something I need answers to. And cause the ones don't even have answers to, um, it's just interesting to observe, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, I, guess, I I don't think I've delved into my specific ones too much. It would be right. interesting to do. Mm-hmm. But I think in general, I mean, you can't... We put way too much energy yeah, you and self it's into all so of this. Exhausting. You can't do it with everything. That, even as we're talking it's about it, it makes so much sense. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah again, not logical. Yeah. No. Um, I do have one thing that I'd like to read, if that's Please, okay. you are our guest. Um, so I texted this a while back to Scott, um, and I had some big revelations, and I wanted to share it with him, so I'll share it with you guys now. Um, okay. I think that I think I can be 
quote unquote perfect and quote unquote good by exhibiting eight qualities. This is kind of going back to oh. my uh, uh, see. This is oh, your see, version. My uh, version, yeah. but good. but hold on and listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, stay with me. <laughs> stay with me. Stay with me. Um, by seeming strong, independent, decisive, and assertive, I can show that I am in control and that I am the standard. People Oof. will look to me and see that I am good and will respect and like me. They won't challenge my ways and will do what I want because even if it's not the best way, it's my way. Oh, Ooh. holy Ooh. cow! That yeah. does write it down. We'll a get song. to it, but Sing that sounds it. self-pres. Yeah, it's not. Oh. No, that sounds no, social. That's like very social. Like I am the. Pedal. I'm the standard. I. It's oh, like you're right. You're right. Society will yeah. these ones are self to me easy. for sure. <laughs> yeah, they know. Yeah. So that's a that's. Wow, it's a link to what the previous section was of the check-in, and it's linking to <gasps> what link the up. next yes! section will be, which will be the wings and variants. Oh, my gosh, guys. If you're watching <laughs> this wow. episode, we're going to come in hot in the next section talking about some wings and variants, which we've never gotten into when with one. So here we go, wings and variants. And then after that, we'll come back one more time with some listener comments and a wrap-up and a little blessing. A little blessing. All right. When we come back. Wings and various. Um, uh, so this, I think when we were doing um, Macy's episode, we did not get into wings, right? I think we just did variants. I think we might have gotten lost. We got in lost, which is, which is a Macy vibe, I think, <laughs> which was fine. It, it was productive for sure. But um, we're going to get a little bit into some wings first here. And uh, again, just saying, if you're, if you're listening to this episode... And you're no small thing, listener. No surprise that we're going long on this. Mm-hmm. But if you, if somehow you just clicked on a one episode, and like, what the heck is happening? Let me just encourage you. Let me encourage you as a podcast listener. I am a <laughs> podcast listener. You can listen to this in stages, everybody. I don't understand the logic. Everybody's like, I have to finish it on my commute. It's like, no, you don't. You can you can pause it and you can listen again in a week. I think most pause people it. know that. No, 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 not the people no, I'm, I'm talking to. I'm one of those people who's like. I have to listen to this in one session. There what? I don't know there why. I and feel that way about albums too, and so I'll end up just yeah. starting the album over again yes. and again and again. <laughs> yes. I'm out here Virginity talking guys. to like business people in their 40s, and they're like, get me that short podcast. Yeah. Get to the point. It's the get to the point. Well, the time is yeah. money. Well, the point you, is the not getting to the point, Guys, let everyone. me just tell you as a no small thing, listener and guest on this podcast, <laughs> this podcast is not for people who just like the... This is the moral of the story. This is the lesson. This is just nice, fun conversation between people who are <laughs> Hannah friends. knows. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there is something. There is something in the back of my mind tonight, in particular, about Matthew's bedtime. I am starting to think like I don't want to go too long because I do want to honor Matthew. But in general, mm-hmm. I want everybody to know as I'm sitting here, I'm not like we gotta get to the point. No, I'm not come like come on, Hannah, like- get to the point. I'm like I'm just like <laughs> the conversation. I like yep. everything I'm hearing, and actually. You guys have been experiencing a little bit of what Macy and I typically experience almost every week. In between sessions, we're having more conversations. <laughs> that all could be recorded. We don't sit here on our cell phones and like check our social media quietly. <laughs> 
we talk. <laughs> it's more talking. Oh my goodness. We just choose to document these conversations. Yeah, we, we could document our so conversations, conversations every single every uh, conversations. Or just all the time every day. Mm. Well, that's wow. a little bit of what reality TV is. Brother. Like, it is. Oh, I guess so. Except but that's honestly, having said that, you guys that's get to not the point. Candy. Start <laughs> talking about one week twos. <laughs> Uh, okay. We have the wisdom in front of us. Yes, the wisdom of the Enneagram by... A book that we like. Riso, Riso Hudson. Don, R- Richard, Riso, and Russ Hudson. Yes. Bam, Been bam, referenced bam. multiple times in this episode. Go check it out. Shout out. Yes, thank you. Plug. Uh, now, now, we were thinking heading into this episode that it may be... Uh, I want to be careful with my words here, mm. with these ones here. In the ideal Watch world, it. Yeah. I, I, I was perfect. kind of thinking we'd have a one-wing nine talking about a one-wing two. Now... Having said that, it's fine that we don't. It's fine that we don't. Well, who knows? I know. Yeah. Okay. Also, wings let me, are complicated. Let me yeah. just say. Let me just wings say. I thought that There's I was maybe nuance. a one wing nine before today, and then I was thinking about it. I still am not sure, so it's okay. okay. A human here figuring life out. Mm-hmm. And if you, that's what happens. If you um, pres- prescribe, what is the word? Subscribe to the. Um, Chris Hewitt's? Chris Hewitt's, I think, also in Richard War, and that makes sense because Richard War trained Chris Hewitt's. Mm-hmm. Um, you w- you might believe that wings are kind of fluid and you kind of live into uh, one or the I, other uh, at different uh, times. That's what I would say. Different stages of life mm-hmm. and maybe even moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? I would say that's probably how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I w- experience that that much, but I would... Maybe it's open. Maybe I it's this. I think it. because I'm in a very fluid stage of life. Okay. There's yeah, lots we're of both transitions. Pretty young and we're young, and I think mm. probably as as the younger you are, the more and rigid. variable your wings <laughs> are, and even maybe your number. Um, just because you're going through lots of transitions. I actually agree with you, but like no one in the Enneagram community does. But I kind of agree. Oh. I, I just we all know we all know quite a bit about the enneagram. Well, actually. I feel like <laughs> everyone I listen to is like you were born with your type. Oh, yeah. well, I, I think I guess I'm more mean necessarily the really just your schools of thought. Yeah. Your your understanding of who you are and how you view yourself yeah. on the enneagram changes. Yeah. So maybe not necessarily your number, but how you are putting yourself out into the world. Sure. So that's not necessarily changing your motivation, but changing the way that you choose to express. Your motivations. It's yes, f- it's a full. That's not a full thought that I shared. It was just I just only half believe that. I a think. half assed. Yeah, I think that you know what you're speaking to is really important with wings and bringing up is what well, you guys are ones, and then you lean into either a nine or, mm-hmm. or a two wing, which leaning into that is more likely shows up as behaviors that are supporting your one motivations. Mm. So it's. Okay. Well said. I like that. That gives yeah. me a nice visual. Ooh, behaviors. So some people may have a stronger that. certain wing, and that's the behaviors that they lean into more and are more comfortable grabbing on. But it's all driven by that same one motivation. Mm. I think for other people, they may have behaviors and tool belts or things from either side. Yeah. Where it goes back and forth in life. Macy's yeah. an Enneagram guru. And that can really help with typing yourself too, because you might say oh, well, I do these things, and I really feel yeah. like I'm uh, quite one-like, but then I relate to all these nine things really a lot, mm. too. And then 
you kind of really have to do the hard yeah. work and take stock of yourself and the choices you've made and think, think about think, what think what truly think is motivating what you. What truly is motivating you. That's that's Dive what the deep. key thing is here. What's motivating? What this is your motivation? Yeah. Yeah. I can look I can look at my life and think I've probably been trying to be a four. Like I really hmm. like the concept of a four. So I feel like I've really developed that. And maybe mm-hmm. that's my growth is like really trying to access my six. Wing. Oh, yes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yes. Being a little bit more thorough and thoughtful and <laughs> some structure. Know, yeah. Some structure probably. <sighs> but that feels Even a little suffocating it, like, to your no, four wing. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, okay. So, so should we try to read the one wing two description? Yes. Should we read the one wing nine for the people? For the people. Because if you I were here, it does come first in the books. Okay, I, and I kind of, and I kind of, I feel like Scott had a really good a long time ago, not a long time ago, but a few months ago when we were talking about wings and trying to figure this out, he had a really good reading um, mm. of the one wing nine and oh. the one wing two. Okay. So if you have any input on, or any anyone have any input <sighs> on the this definition and more about how one wing nines appear in the world. Well, let's see. I, I mean, we're, we're learning alongside of you. I know a okay. little bit, but like, yeah, let's hear, let's hear these. Have you read these wisdom ones too? Well, I just read it <laughs> earlier <laughs> today. Let's hear it. Okay, here we go. The one with a nine wing called the idealist. At a healthy level, people of this subtype are highly discerning, wise, and civilized. They can be scholarly and erudite. Did I say that right? I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maintaining a dispassionate philosophical stance that focuses on long-range concerns, the big picture. Mm-hmm. They have an introverted, reclusive quality about them, seeking relief from, quote, the maddening crowd. Mm-hmm. Often in quiet, natural settings, they are emotionally reserved but generous, kind and considerate generally loving nature, animals, and innocence wherever they find it. Hmm. They wish to improve things, but with a gentler, more detached touch than hmm. other ones. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. Is At an average I, level. Yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> uh, people with this type are often idealistic and less likely to engage in the politics and, quote, dirty work necessary to bring about the reforms that they believe in. Average people of this subtype would rather explain their ideals than personally persuade others of their correctness. The anger seen in ones is harder to detect in this subtype than in the other, tending to express itself in stiffness, impatience, and sarcasm. People of this subtype often prefer to be alone and look for situations where they can work by themselves in order to avoid dealing with the disappointing messiness of Mm. human relationships. Mm. They can be more remote, otherworldly, and impersonal than the other subtype, potentially disdainful, elitist, and condescending to their fellow humans. Uh-oh. Oof. Uh-oh. Yeah, they don't yeah. have a unhealthy level, mm. so that's just the, the two of them. Average right. level. I mean, it sounds like the average level is their way of saying unhealthy. But. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, actually, I think it's more just saying we all kind of li- exist in average levels. Like, yeah. unless yeah. you're doing work to undo these patterns we're all existing on average levels we're, we're, we're toggling back and forth yeah we can get healthy yes. for a moment look yes. at me i'm healthy for 30 seconds and then you go <laughs> back to average yeah. now i it's interesting reading the books because i think we are getting to this stage i i feel like i'm personally entering to this stage and i feel like you are too where it's like i'm getting what's happening when we're talking about wings in the sense of like i know enough about ones and i know, I know enough about, about nines, nines. 
to, to sort of now do my own analysis. And mm-hmm. here's what a one wing nine would probably look like. Yeah, this one's interesting. I think this is, so ones and fives have a common mistype. Mm-hmm. And I think one wing nine does vibe with a five energy yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that detached mm-hmm. stuff. The detached stuff, about. this like way of doing things, a reserved energy. I also just feel like potentially the one meeting with the nines, lack of energy mm-hmm. may also be something that's kind of similar and may be a part part of why those might mistype. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, we can say that anger would be a little bit more complicated for a one-wing nine. Yeah. It's kind of like double repressed, double denied. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And then because with the, the, s- the two, there's no anger repression. Yeah. yeah, and then with the self-pres, then you are triple repressed. Yeah. Yeah. Not no repression, I should say. Just triple less. Repressed. Yeah, less repressed. Let. Um, should, I, should we read okay. the next one? Or I do have some comments on this one. Yeah. Please. Oh, please, that's what we're doing. Them. I just didn't know if you wanted me to wait till we read both. Mm, I think share the comments. Great. <laughs> I, when I was reading this, I was like kind of really relating to a lot of this. Oh, yeah, oh right. Oh, I, right? Have, Maddie. I have Maddie has always some vibes of both. <laughs> related to nines. Um, it is a little complicated because I have depression. Um, and that can like express itself as a lack of energy, lack of motivation, which can kind of look like nines. Um, like a nine withdrawing, like a nine conserving energy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least lack of energy. <laughs> We're like, oh, yep, withdrawing, got him. <laughs> but I do feel like um, oh, there was a spot. Oh, I, but I, what I don't identify with is the less likely to engage and do the dirty work. I really am willing to like get in there. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Mm-hmm. And that's what oh, I'm yeah. saying. That's when, when, now that I'm getting more familiar, I'm not taking these descriptions at face value. This oh, yeah. was their best way of describing what a one wing nine is probably like. But they chose that phrase, it's and hard. it could may or may not be true. Yeah. For, yeah. for, for a lot of one wing nines. It's not like true for all one wing nines, yeah. you know? But I do, I do think that my anger is pretty, pretty deep, deep down there. Um, <laughs> and it said stiffness, impatience, and sarcasm, and I can do all those things. Um, I, and I do. This is like kind of calling me out when yeah. I was in school, in like high school and middle school. Um, this seeking out to work alone instead of in a group because they just are disappointing. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And not even that they're disappointing. I think especially later in life in school, I would not say like, oh, they just, they're doing it wrong. I would just say that, oh, I prefer to do, to do it my way. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to let go of my way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree you, with that. you have to let go of your way if you're in a group. Mm-hmm. And you, maybe you, maybe you are, and that is an option for people listening. Maybe you are what they call like a balanced one or maybe what you guys are saying, a more fluid one that kind mm-hmm. of goes back and forth between the two wings. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you are a person that kind of, in terms of your temperament uh, as like an INFJ even, you know, it's yeah. like you, you live the image I have of us withdrawn types are like one foot out the door. Like I'm kind of here, but I have my one foot's out the door. I could leave at any minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I, I'm enjoying, oh, I mean like it was me. I'm like, Oh, I'm enjoying being here. Oh, but, but I, I could leave. Yeah. Still could leave. It's know? still an option for you. Any moment. That meme. <laughs> any moment you, I could you, walk away. me of that meme yeah. where she's like trying something. She's like, Oh, oh, yeah. Well, uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 totally. That was a good one. Yeah. There's oh, so much new in a social situation. Okay, okay, everyone. I have some comments yes, about yes. the one wing nine um, for myself. Uh, I think what I relate to a lot 
at least I would like to think that I am big picture thinking. Like at least I, I really, um, it's really helpful for me to see what the big picture is so that I know what I'm working towards Mm. (laughs) so that I know that I can work like what details I need to like tweak or whatever. Um, and I would, I don't know if I'm introverted. I feel like I'm, I'm a, I'm in between introverted and extroverted. I'm not ambivert. Maybe, Ambivert. but not like a true one, I'd say. Um, I wouldn't necessarily I, say I'm emotionally reserved. Maybe with people that I don't know. I don't see you as being emotionally reserved. Yeah. I, yeah, I think with people that I'm comfortable with, I am very out there with my emotions. But it's with people that I don't know that I find myself being incredibly emotionally reserved and hmm. I'm not going to let them see hmm. like what makes me tick because then they could reject me which Uh-oh. also sounds kind of like some too motivation but um i talked with scott on this other weekend about kind of rejecting rejection is pretty hard for me maybe mm-hmm. that's a two vibe maybe who I'm knows pride um shame yeah. Pride. yeah but i would say that i don't really like to do the dirty work i don't uh, like honest? to do okay. like i don't either so i'm gonna be honest too it's <laughs> it's hard it's like like it's you going back on the school bus with the the broom and and everything, uh, that'd be really hard for me to do. Mm. But I would I would stay. I wouldn't if I left the scene. Then I would not come back. But if I stayed on and I I would pick up the trash. But I probably would. But it probably would be a three thing. Ooh. This is a oh. what? He's thoughts, 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 their thoughts uh, hidden wing. Oh I no! I mean that's my whole life too, and it's fun to think about. There's this how each type approaches the cleaning up the bus situation. Yeah. <laughs> My whole life, this is the exact opposite of the inner critic. I've had to have somebody say, Scott. you should go clean up that stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I always am surprised. I'm like, what? First of all, I didn't even notice. And then somebody says, should. And I'm kind of like, help <laughs> me understand. And they're like, well, nobody else is. You're the youth pastor. And I'm like, Okay. Did gosh. someone did someone have to prompt you? <laughs> they have to really explain that? it to yeah. you in order yeah. for you to do it. What's that? Did someone have to prompt you to do that this time around, or was mm-hmm. the bus I'm old enough to know at this point that I should probably help clean. <laughs> you're up the you're bus. a big boy now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, my life journey has been people man. pointing things out like that to mm. me. You know, yeah. so gosh, I'm yeah. still thinking of meme format, but it's like uh, <laughs> uh, somebody, anybody else, you should, Scott. First of all, how dare you? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I forgot about that. I mean, my yeah, my whole <laughs> life I with my that. wife, still to this day, she'll be like, you know, you could help with the dishes. You know, I'm like, oh, sure. If that's what you'd like. I, I, as I have to have like somebody ask me to <laughs> do it. There's no internal motivation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. You are, let's, let's get let's on to the one wing two. Okay. One wing two. The one with the two wing, also called the advocate. When Mm. one with a two-wing people are healthy, people of this subtype blend their quest for ideals and higher principles with empathy and compassion for others. Less purely idealistic than the other subtype, they are genuinely interested in improving the lot of mankind and more willing to get into the trenches to bring about the changes they advocate. They are also more overtly passionate and interpersonal, enjoying the give and take of political involvement. Mm political in quotes people of this subtype subtype are persuasive and go out of their way to get others to care about the causes and beliefs they espouse okay now average highly active and outgoing 
average people of this subtype can be fairly aggressive and forceful in the pursuit of the ideals and reforms they seek. Sounds a little eight-like. I could see Hannah. Yeah. With those I, vibes. I, I really relate to that. Um, while they are comfortable being alone and need a good deal of downtime to recharge and think, they are also energized by engaging with others, particularly debating and refining their ideas. Oh. This makes them naturally good at politics on whatever scale they engage in it. In it. The needs of others are the focus of their altruism so long as they feel they are making a difference. They can become critical and irritable and highly vocal about their discontents when they are frustrated. They are also more fiery and action-oriented than the other subtype, and so the possibility of being frustrated by people and events is higher. Hmm. Hmm. Guys, hmm. I think hmm. I'm a one-wing, too. Well, yeah, that I seemed identify to, with a lot I of those I seem to things. jive with that uh, with you. Yeah. yeah. You have a lot of fiery energy that probably was mistyped say. as eight. But. Yeah. It's a, it's a much more energized one, I would say. Yeah. 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 I'm not an energized one. Yeah. Wow. But I did I did relate to a You're bunch not of this aggressive. stuff. I You're mean, also like the sweetest, kindest. You are very one. sweet. Like empathy very and nice. compassion is like Gentle. kind of like <laughs> the thing. Macy is a fan My of thing? Matthew, folks. <laughs> I don't know. I am that's that's the thing for me, is the like personal, empathetic, compassionate side. Yeah. Um I guess. And, and like, also, I do love the, the politics. I, like, mm. really am excited to get more into that. Well, yeah. would you mind talking a little bit? And, again, I guess I could cut this if it, if it goes That's not fine. the best way. But, like, go all in and see how it goes. I'll, I'll see how it feels. But can you talk a little bit about what you're doing when you look at uh, churches' websites and oh. see if they're <laughs> yeah. open about their stance? Well, yeah, I don't oh. do that anymore. Okay. Um, but I did. But what was the impulse? Because that seems one wing too. Like you're out there trying to oh. like help humanity, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was volunteering with Church Clarity for a while. Um, church Clarity is an online database of churches, and it gives them scores based on how um, uh, inclusive they are of the LGBTQIA plus community, mm. and how um, how open they are to women in leadership. Mm. Um, and it's the whole thing of church clarity is that it's not meant to judge the stance of a church. It's just meant to help the churches be clear on their messages because going to a church, uh, assuming one thing and then realizing that something else is true can be really harmful. And I may or may not have experienced it myself. Oh my um, vague, <laughs> intentionally vague. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that was I really was. It felt really good to be like doing something that is actually helpful. I feel like oftentimes I like can go on like Facebook or YouTube or any sort of thing and be like, oh, that's going wrong in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's also going wrong. And you know what? That reminds <laughs> me of this other thing that's going wrong in the world. <laughs> And you know what? I do know the root of all That's of this. So good. It's commu- it's not communism. It's it's uh, yeah. capitalism and and colonialism. And there's nothing I can do because patriarchy. Wow. It's like too big. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's too big. Wow. Which is yeah. why we need a movement. Yes. Oh man. This let me just so tell good. you, guys. No. Let this me tell is you. So good. This if two is, sevens were in here, they'd be having an entirely different conversation. This is so funny because because like I feel like almost daily I have a time where I'm just like everything just freaking sucks, man. What is going on? Like 
women cannot walk around freely without being ridiculed, without feeling shame. Race is going on and it's <laughs> racism. <laughs> there are, there are races in the world. <laughs> People of different races cannot be respected because of the color of their skin. Just oh, all this stuff. And yeah. and it just feels too big. And, yeah, it is. And I think that, like, lot... Well, for one's a problem they can't solve. It's a problem that can't be solved. And <laughs> Which I think could, if you're over... Uh, I don't know I'll say overthinking it, but, like, that, that could lead to, like, a debilitating... Yes. Oh, 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 it is debilitating. Yeah. I would yes. say it's pretty, like, it's pretty debilitating for me. It's right, because... Like, yeah. If I'm like, I don't know, some small thing in my life, I can go and wash a couple dishes and then I've yeah. solved that solved problem. Solved the problem. <laughs> the, <laughs> the mess is gone. That's good. But yeah, maybe, yeah, oof, yeah. I can't just go wash society clean of whiteness. Maybe, 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 <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe the, um, Maybe we've reached a, a problematic little glitch in the no small thing mentality. Maybe, maybe we, we want to say that one sometimes that is a small thing. One. Hmm. Oh. You don't need to do all the dishes or there, you don't need to solve all the problems and actually don't need to think about that today. Oh, you know, it's a small, that's a small thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, 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 don't, I, I, don't I don't get overwhelmed by the big. You can, I do. I do. Yeah, you do? I don't. You yeah. can flip that and say that like our contribution is no small thing because mm. the, the message is like thank you, thank this you, problem is you, too yeah. big. I'm not doing enough. Yeah. But no, your contribution yeah. is no small thing. That's that's what it becomes. We it do becomes need to be like, man, this is a really big Positive. thing. I can't thoughts. do anything to solve this. There is nothing that can be done. I am bad because I can't find a solution for this. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with this conversation. In one of the, the books I was reading this week, it said like that ones, I forget in which, what variant or whatever said, like tell themselves I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely tell myself I'm not yeah. doing enough multiple yeah. times a day. Like I will say that the the big things that I've been like, I guess big justice things, social justice things I've been championing, championing, championing. Um, are pr- probably just like environmental justice, mm-hmm. climate change. Like that is just so big for me. And like, I think that's probably the, the problem we should be prioritizing the most. Um, True. But it's... Okay, Jay Inslee, go on. <laughs> uh. um, it just, it's so... From Seattle. It's so important and so big and so... I what I like to do, I don't necessarily like to go about telling people how they should be fixing things because I know that doesn't work well. Aluminum straws is the answer. I mean, and I have been heavily debating, like, oh well, maybe I should just get some. Oh, one wing two debate. You should. Yeah. You should. I you should. should. And then also, <laughs> I've Matthew sw- bought them for our house. I did. I I've, so <laughs> I've I've switched to um, not. Uh, not using like just shampoo you can get in the stores anymore. I've been using bar shampoo and bar conditioner. So let's do it. Let's do it. But I do want to say something. Less plastic. What, what, the, um, the, uh, the superhero movie I grew up on was Superman, which a okay. lot of people will argue maybe the greatest superhero movie because it's kind of the <laughs> it's kind of like the template that people a lot of people I prefer use. the nineties yeah. cartoons. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, oh, so, so <laughs> in the Superman movie, there is a big giant meme of a moment essentially where. Because it is like a debated thing with Superman. It's like, well, then why doesn't he just always do this? But like a big catastrophe ha- ha- catastrophe happens at the end of the movie and Lois Lane dies and he just gets so okay, upset. Okay, spoilers. Sorry, sorry, spoilers. Come on. Are you okay, me? this is a spoiler, everybody, because I'm about to spoil <laughs> Superman, the movie, which, which came out in 1979. <laughs> but um, so 
it's like all these tragedies has happened and this is the culminating tragedy. And he's like, no. And so he goes around and spins around the world and reverses it all. He like, he like, he like the goes world, back in time. he goes, he, you know, he flies around it so fast that the world starts spinning in reverse oh, order. If they and, only it, thought- and it goes back in time. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a crazy if thing. If only that's works. how time works. But I, with but I love to think of this uh, in my very most cynical way. I picture that like happening when you're like, I'm using this bar soap and I'm using aluminum yeah. straws and all of a sudden, the, the the icebergs start to go back. Oh, and oh yeah, it's I not wish. that. <laughs> I well, wish. Because of this aluminum straw. Well, <laughs> and really, you know, it is a nice thing to reduce your yes. single waste yeah. plastic, but really what we should be going after is the large corporations <laughs> that are doing mm. all the polluting. And Here so come the, the ones, thing is, everybody. The thing is, I March say that, ones. I say that to the people, <laughs> to the people who, when <laughs> I'm talking in a similar <laughs> minded group of people where we all agree on the same thing that the corporations we need to be going after them. And I believe that. But the thing is, I know that I am not at a place where I can impact the change to what I want or expect it to be mm. and what the world needs it to be. So I'm going to do my part by reducing my single waste plastic and <laughs> being as envi- environmentally friendly as I can. I think that's big. I think the doing the small things that you can do and then also being vocal about going after those dang corporations. I think that's <laughs> I think that's uh, no small yeah. thing. I think it's bigger than you think it's, it is. It is. Oh, oh, it <laughs> definitely is. And it does, it seems I feel like uh, a lot of people in Seattle talk about that, but it is a they, radical idea they don't, for the rest of the, the country. The thing is and they don't Yeah, I know. If only I don't even actually <laughs> you know, back back uh when we had the elections, there was that um that initiative 1631 about the carbon, not a tax, a fee. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was actually just this last year. Um, I, I believe you. We okay. were just saying that twos oh. wouldn't get this involved in this oh, conversation. Oh, okay. Threes would not get involved yeah. in this conversation. Well, it's really big, and it's and I'm actually glad we didn't pass that one because it wasn't <laughs> going to be the, the funds, the, the money that right. would be taken from, like, f- fining the companies would just be passed on in taxes down... Uh to the people and then the money that would be used wasn't like there wasn't good structure ah, for I need the ones to explain that for me. the people really or for the committee to use the funds so it could have just been wasted so it's kind of good that it wasn't passed at least in my opinion it's, really fu- it's funny because I posted this chart on our Instagram about the wings and it's funny to see Macy's energy increase with this conversation because I think the <laughs> title you jived with the most was social critic Social critic. Yeah. Yes. So here's, huh. you're kind of doing it right now with the ones. You're like, oh, yeah, corporations, <laughs> get them out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, what were uh, we talking uh, about? Uh, I actually have no idea. <laughs> you're one we wing. We are wings. We, we, we went off one about the yeah. and I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we did. Everyone I and whoever you are listening out there, please do what you can because... We will die. PSA. Jeff PSA. Bezos, uh, if you're listening. Jeff Bezos. Uh, we're coming on. for you. Are you kidding me? You have so much money and you could be doing, you could be solving the Flint, the, the water crisis in Flint, Michigan. No, no, what no, no, the no. heck? He's not. He's too busy. Mark Zuckerberg, you could end Mark that Zuckerberg. in the United okay. States. You alien. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. If you got rid of half of your wealth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, here. This has gone so here's, wild. Here's what we have. We have to make a decision as a group right now. We're at the 150 mark. Oh, no. Which isn't the end of the world. We're watching Matthew's bedtime. We are. We're also guests in Macy Matthew's house. Do we want to make the decision to say this has been 
a great episode, and we don't have to do show social variants. Or do we want to try to dive into some social variants? Because you titled our episode on fours, fours and wings. You didn't say social variants. Earlier in the episode? No. no, it's just the title when you click on it. It's just fours, Enneagram fours and wings. I should have put variants. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about variants. It was like this. We ran out of time. No, we only talked about variants. We didn't talk about wings. Oh, maybe that's what she said. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter to me, but do we want to do those listener comments? Yeah, I think you we're going to come back. You can cut out our tirade about the environment. You really can't. No, it's really not fun. topical. That was no, really no, no, that's fine. I'd rather okay. we did it, but it's not yeah. I don't think the listener comments will take long. That'll be the wrap-up. It's up to you guys. I guess I, I would like to talk about them. How do you feel? I, would, I really would like to talk about the variants. Yeah, let's talk about them. I enjoy these conversations. Again. We're yeah, going to keep this too. section going. No break. We're no going break. right into some variants. Okay, guys. Macy's flipping through the complete Enneagram. We're, we've been in the wisdom. Now, and now switching we, to the complete now, Enneagram? I, I, would, it be, would it be insulting to the wisdom to say we're leveling up? Wow, we're, we're, we're going up a notch. It's a different kind Let's of Let's crank book. it up a notch. They're different. Going they're, in. they're different. <laughs> the whole point of the complete Enneagram is the instinctual variance, whereas wow. the wisdom is just meant as like an overall True. Enneagram primer. 48 so they spend paths? less time. Mm. And also, 27. It does, it does say the complete Enneagram. Uh, I'm not good at math. That's okay. Um, 27 paths to personal peace. Oh, 27. Why did I say 48? 27 paths to greater self-knowledge. Gosh, 48. <laughs> what am I thinking? 27. Should I read them? Read the well, one of them? Okay. Should we do they a brief thing long. about instincts? Yeah, no, we would not uh, read them. Uh, let's just say, uh, do we think they're both social? No, we think... What? Well, I think I'm self-pres. I okay. also think I'm self-pres. Probably oh. self-pres I think you guys might yeah. both I think be sexual I'd blind based on oh. the sound. Oh. The sexual one is... It's own thing. You guys, oh. I have so many thoughts about sexual ones. Can, oh. can you quickly you read the conversation that? tonight? I don't even know what's being said. Okay, how about here, here, here. Here's, the ones have gotten out of hand. Here's a potential solution. Maybe, maybe we could read all of them and then we do our little so comments long. about. I think the intro we'll to parts. each. We'll read parts. Okay, of okay, 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 little okay, parts. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is a nice compromise. For people wondering about variants, should we do a tiny brief thing about variants or no? Uh, no. I don't think we have time. Okay, please listen to the last It is your Enneagram few. type number smashed against your instinctual preservation variant. Great. We will now read that. Now we're going to read it. So there's three, there three instinctual variants. Which in themselves are basically their own type, personality type, I would yeah. say. Match well, with your personality type. I've almost been saying to people lately, I, I actually have been saying it, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm totally convinced yet, but I kind of in there, that the variants might be more important than your number. Understanding do, your variants. I think that might be true. I think yeah. it's it's at least level. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Just as important. You've heard it here first, folks. I don't think Scott Morgan is Cron the first person to hear it. I don't think it, Susan Stabile said it. it. I don't think Chris Hewitt has said it. I'm an Enneagram teacher. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to read the self-pres one. <laughs> History will see that Scott is the first one. <laughs> this turned into a silly episode. Which All right, go ahead. Are we going to seven? Are we in oh seven? Oh, my right gosh. We're doing so good. You we know, crank, Scott said that the, seven. the Enneagram seven episode was so fun and silly, and you know what? We're getting there. We're integrating. Wow. All right. We're All laughing. Right. <laughs> Riding loose in the saddle. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Should I read this? Yes, please. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay, you guys. 
listeners. Here it comes. Um, The self-preservation one is titled Worry, Um, which self-preservation one I think is kind of the one's one. Maybe. No, it's, I think, sexual. Don't don't disagree. We'll just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For the self-preservation one, anger is most repressed. To render their own anger less threatening, the mechanism of reaction formation transforms the heart of anger into warmth. And this is a major shift, an angry person disconnecting from their anger to become a gentle, supportive person with good intentions. That's trippy. Yep. That's really trippy. Yep. In That's this my entire personality. Wow, I actually just... <laughs> okay. Matthew. Oh, I blanked okay, out. Okay. Anyways. The truth tellers are here. In this subtype, the anger of the one, together with defenses against that anger, manifest as good intentions, perfectionism, heroic efforts, obedience to rules, and an obsessive striving for perfection. Woo! The outward result is an excessively gentle, decent, and kind person. Wow. In the quest to perfect themselves, self-pressed ones believe it's bad to be angry and so make a virtue of being tolerant, forgiving, and sweet whenever possible. Wow, yeah. Underneath, these ones ones are very angry, but they control it. Under pressure, however, this one's anger may leak out as irritation, resentment, frustration, or self-righteousness. The self-pressed one worries a lot. This subtype has a need for foresight, a desire to plan everything out, and a compulsion to try to have everything under control. Self-pressed ones have often had a chaotic family history where they had to provide the stability even as young children. These ones were usually the most responsible person in the family, perhaps because their survival felt threatened by out-of-control elements in their early environment. This subtype has a lot of anxiety. They lack confidence that things will go as they should, so they display an excessive sense of responsibility that takes the form of worrying and fussing, even when things are going well. I'll leave it at that. Ooh, should we stop and hear responses, or should we keep going? Responses. I think we should hear some responses because okay. I think this may hit some some homes. I've I feel hit, hit, hit some hit, homes hit here. Some homes. <laughs> I feel exposed and I feel seen. Yeah. One of the interesting things is is we we have also in this podcast talked about defense mechanisms and we talked about reaction Re- formation. Reaction formation, yes. Yeah. And that's trippy. It's trippy. It's trippy to to sense it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm getting mm-hmm. and, and not that I want people to be more judgy or like if if somebody is coming at me with like what I'm perceiving to be sort of a f- false kindness. Yep. Uh, I I can get a little skeptical, but sometimes I should probably just be receptive and be like, you know, they're being kind for their own reasons. I I can receive it, but um. Yeah, that reaction formation is you have a angry thought and it gets transformed into warmth. Yep. Or yep. kindness. Mm-hmm. That's a trippy thing. Yeah. It all gets repressed. And then Matthew picked up the microphone and said, "My whole personality." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, I think uh, Richard Rohr experienced this as well. Um, he's when, a one, yeah. When, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, a one. one, which is really, I mean, lucky for us. Pretty cool, good. actually. <laughs> You're good company. Um. <laughs> But one of his first things with realizing that he was a one was that he was like, all these things that I've done, all the good, quote unquote, good things that I've ever done have all been just a big reaction formation. They've all been just a big quest to Mm. be good and to cover up what I am assuming is like really bad person underneath. Mm. 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 Wow. (laughs) Heavy. Heavy. Self-pres one. 
Yeah. Hannah, did anything stand out to you? I mean, I just feel like that that resonates so much with me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've read like other little like shorter portions that I I think what I've read about the variants, it's it's not enough for me to like to have said like, oh yeah, like I think I'm self prez I think I'm like sexual or whatever. Um but like hearing that that like just describes so much of what I like associate with. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I've been struggling too with this I mean with reaction formation. I guess I'm really talking about that more than this this self prez but I like kind of don't think it's always a bad thing. Like I kind of see it as like a superpower that I can like hold it all in. But that's like, yeah. weird, but it's also really hurt me, and I know that, and so I'm like holding both those things, and I don't mm. really know what to do yeah. with that at this point. So that'll be something to think about more. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's a lot of work to dismantle reaction formation because so much of it is a you've repressed something you feel, and b you've projected the opposite of it. Yeah. yeah. So to go back on that requires it's, so much because yeah. you for so long have been acting and feeling this way and people perceive you to be that way. And it's yeah. admitting that you're wrong, which mm. is, mm. that's that's really hard for me to do. Just admitting that I'm wrong yeah. is mm. something that's really hard. So if I, again, like what you were saying, like going back on that, that is like something that's really challenging mm. to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, I'm trying to think. Complicated. I think the self-pres, like, uh, if I were to, like, really elevator pitch the ones inside the instinctual variants, self-pres ones, I think, focus their energy inward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their, like, critique is most, their critique, their search for perfection, their drive for goodness, whatever you want to call it, is more... Most targeted at themselves. Yeah, most turned at themselves at perfecting themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I think... Why I identify most with the self-press is that I do focus mostly on myself and that if I end up being like some sort of social um, example that people like or whatever, that's a nice. It's nice. It's like, it's nice. It's, it's like, like a nice a good, touch. Yeah. It's a good addition to the package, but it's not my focus. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But I also identify with much of the stuff, but we're going to read it. For social. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other self-press things. I just, I mean, that really, the family stuff is kind of my experience. Yeah, I, I also, although since my, I think my mom's a one, who knows, well, who knows what she, what, like, her variants are, but I think we're pretty similar in the way mm. that we interact with the world. Um, I don't think I was the one who took on the responsibility in my family, but I definitely felt like it was mm. what I had to do. I had to take on the responsibility and I had to kind of be the be the one who figured things out hmm. and was calm and was able to be Execute the moderator. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty early on I like I showed a little bit more like academic promise than some of my brothers the same age. Mm-hmm. And so I really like had to be like, okay, I have to be the smart one. I have to be the one who succeeds in school. Mm-hmm. It became a big part of my identity that I had to deconstruct. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, yeah, I definitely identify with mm-hmm. that. a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah. A lot of pressure. You put on yourselves. Yeah. Why, yeah, why do we do that? <laughs> You're once. Yeah. It's our <laughs> way of being. We don't Self know how once. else to be. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning. <laughs> um, shall I read social one or do you want to read? But, uh, you can read. <laughs> okay. This one is called non-adaptability. 
The social one is a less okay. The social one is less of a perfectionist and focuses more on being the perfect example for others of the right way to be. This one is not an internally anxious person striving to be perfectionist, but rather a paragon of correct conduct. Social ones have a need to represent the perfect model of a way to be or do things through their actions, to teach others by example. Achazo labeled this type non-adaptability, and Naranjo calls this subtype rigidity, describing the social one as having a kind of schoolteacher mentality. Non-adaptability or rigidity refers to the tendency of this character to rigidly adhere to particular ways of being and doing as a way of expressing exclusive ownership of the right way to be, think, and behave. Ooh, that's trippy. In this social one subtype, ownership. anger Ugh. is half-hidden where the heat of anger changes into warmth in the self-preservation one. In this personality, there is a transformation of the heat of anger into cold. This character tends to be a cooler, more intellectual type in which the main characteristic is control. However, the anger of the social one is not completely repressed because there is an equivalent of anger in their passion for being the owner of the truth. In this subtype, anger gets channeled into an overconfidence about being right or perfect. Dang. Well, I mean, the thing that I read earlier about being the standard, that sounds like just exactly social variant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the thing. Was, it, was that in the text? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was pretty, that was a pretty social statement. I think I can, I think at, at my worst, and well, maybe not my worst, but I can definitely catch myself. I think the thing I catch myself doing the most often is being rigid, is not mm. adapting, yeah. is yeah. Like yes. holding on to my attachments to the way I want things to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think buried underneath that is the assumption, hardwired in somehow for no good reason, that I am the one whose expectations should be met, that I... That my yes. expectations are the best ones. I, it's it's clear that I that we are the yeah. we have the best way of doing things, yeah. and it should be done that way because <laughs> it's tried and true. Yeah, that was, that was a joke, and, and we would never that say is, that, but we, would, we act as though it's true. Yeah, I can feel it sometimes. Like <laughs> Matthew will do things and like give an example of how something should be done, and usually I'm like, great, because I didn't have any like at all idea how this should be done, <laughs> but you will very confidently exemplar the way things should be done in a very like precise manner. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's how it's done. <laughs> yeah. And I and I think I, especially when I am feeling like unconfident in, um, like if I'm in a new scenario, like if I'm like being, like I'm training for a new job or something, I, I, will always defer to the other the other person the person who's training me the person mm. who is like this oh, is that how does things seem like a social thing like this is how things are in done in most situations yeah. and and i think or numbers especially when i get into new situations situations i've never been in um i i like to hang back i like to observe and just like think about like what i'm seeing so that i can pick up on like social cues, how things are done, what's socially acceptable for me to do within particular groups. I don't do that. And, and I just, and I watch, <laughs> I and then that. I try to perfect what I am seeing and exempt, and just be fit in, I guess, which hmm. is not really what 
I think a person should do um, because then it doesn't allow you to be your authentic self. But hmm. uh, let's let's read sexual and just see if you have any thoughts about it. Because maybe, I mean, I experience Hannah in particular as a very intense one to one person. So yeah. I don't know I, what that means. The these the ones in the social in the in the variants kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. I, when I thought about when I learned about the variants just by themselves as dry thoughts. Yeah, I assumed I would be social. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then actually the way it matches that, they, with they your they kind of they kind of surprised me. So mm-hmm. they might surprise you. I don't know. All right. Uh, yeah, this is called zeal, and it is the countertype to ones. Zeal. The sexual one. While the self-pressed one is a perfectionist, and the social one unconsciously takes on the pose of someone who is perfect in modeling t- the right way to be, sexual ones focus on perfecting others. This one is more of a reformer than a perfectionist. They have a need to improve others, but don't focus on being perfect themselves. This is the only one subtype that is explicitly angry, and so is the common. Uh, so is the countertype of the three one personalities. The sexual one is impatient, can be invasive, goes for what they want, and has a sense of entitlement. These ones have an intensity of desire fueled by anger that motivates them to want to improve others. This can be expressed as a sense of excitement, passion, or idealism about the way things could be if people would reform their behaviors or if the reforms they envision were enacted by society. This makes them compelling and vehement. This character feels entitled in the sense of possessing the mentality of a reformer or zealot, one who knows how to live or do things better and so feels a right to assert their will over others. Like the mentality of a conqueror, this approach can be rationalized and made virtuous through the rhetoric of their adherence to a higher moral code or calling. According to Naranjo, Achazo gave this subtype the name zeal, meaning a special intensity of desire. Zeal suggests an intensity or excitement that fuels the desire to connect with others. It also means doing things with care, dedication, and fervor. So now that sounds eight-like. It does sound very eight-like. And yeah. what comes to mind when you were saying that, Scott, that you've experienced me as a, like a one-to-one kind of one, mm-hmm. I th- what comes to mind and what I think about and in my interactions with you is... In the edge, the youth group, I would come up to you and say, like, hey, like, like that was good, but I think like this you, could be better. This could be better, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that sounds kind of like a sexual one of of I guess maybe it sounds kind of like Scott, like you can improve. But I think what I was and while that w- it was like kind of aimed at you, like Scott, this is how like you could <laughs> improve. Um and how it could be, I was more thinking like this is how it could be better for everyone, like mm. and so I was think, I was thinking more that like it was like s- more of like a social community thing that it could be better. So I'm I guess I'm trying to link this to the social variant and trying to. Do you fix resonate the more with the social variant than the sexual. I think that with within the context of what was just read and how I would talk to you. I think it's because you had power to, to like fix or change things within the youth group and how things were done, which would then set the standard for what would be. Yeah. I do know, 
I mean, I can describe what it's like to be a one-to-one intimate sexual yeah, type. Yeah, because that's what you and are. And I feel like because of that, I can pick up on when somebody else is as well. And you and I have not just bonded over you criticizing the youth group. Yeah. You know, if I go out and talk with you, there is a very easy, you know, sort of electric connection. Um, and it's mm. because I sense that somebody is really zoning in on me as a human. You know, it's not just the topic or the, it's like the connection we're making as people, you know. Mm. And I can definitely sense if someone's one-to-one blind. I'm yeah. like, the person's not even talking to me right and now. And I guess, I guess I, I would say that I'm also really drawn to you as a person because <laughs> I... Yeah, and I like each other. <laughs> <laughs> I we're, we're really buds. enjoy how you are so open to different things. Like, your mentality of, of um, just like, oh, well, maybe it could be this or it could be that. Why, Hannah, why are you, why do you say that? <laughs> and I think, I think your, it could be maybe that your your sexual, like your one-to-one is bringing out my one-to-one hmm. because you are really yeah, zoning. Yeah, we all have it in us probably. Yeah. I can be social. It's not like I'm completely you're, You depressed. just really zone in on me when we're having a conversation. Yeah, maybe. And so I think I, I like to, res- again, I like to respond to my surroundings. So if that's what's going on, hmm. then I'm going to respond in that way. It's a little nine-like. These variants, man, it's 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 interesting to get into it. It's really complicated. I have lots of feelings yes, about the please, sexual. Ooh, please. Ooh, ooh, please, please, please. I feel like there are like a few key things. I think my initial um, thoughts about the sexual one is like to judge it and be like, oh, the <laughs> sexual <laughs> one thinks they're so good. That's that actually gonna, like, true. Like correct other people, but you're I not improving I'm yourself. Trash, so <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Oh my gosh! Wow! So, like, I'm taking the higher moral ground by completely devaluing oh, myself. The honest Ooh. one thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, like the I, one the sexual ones out there being all aggressive, and you're in the background going like, huh. That wow. fool. Well, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's stupid for and them if they themselves. if they aren't doing the work themselves. Who are they to criticize other people? Yeah, <laughs> like you can't do that. Yeah. Like, I like these like because then they, they can come at you and say, <laughs> "Well, what are what are you doing? Are you practicing what you're preaching?" And then you say no, and then you get in trouble. So yeah, I feel like what? I see. Bad. And this is the other kind of complex part is that. In my, I think, maybe self-prez brain, I think once I've, I'm done perfecting myself, then maybe I can move on to yeah. helping other people. Mm. But I've got yeah. to start mm. here. Mm. Um, mm. This is the center. See, I'm learning a lot, actually, right know. now. But then I really do admire that, like, change. Mm-hmm. I, I Zeal. Don't, yeah, I the don't reformer, know. I think, feels like a really good word. And I think this is helpful in terms of when we hear, like, the Enneagram, like, ones they're the perfectionists or the reformers or all these things improvers we were talking about this earlier like maybe reformer is the right word when we're talking about sexual ones but perfectionist is the right word when we're talking about self-pres ones because that mm. is the yeah oh. i would say that's true right and uh, then it, that's good in the wisdom it lists multiple names for each uh, oh. type oh, so yeah. that's yes. can, that can what be are helpful. some what are they yeah okay the teacher, the mm. activist, the crusader, the moralist, the perfectionist, the organizer. Yeah, Oof. those I think all the teacher, A lot of them are social. Teacher, ones, teacher is like. social. I would say, what's uh, well, the, the crusader? 
um, the moralist. Yeah. That sounds very um, self-prez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Moralist or the perfectionist, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Just some thoughts. Yeah, just some, some thoughts. thoughts. Just some thoughts for you. Some Enya thoughts. And then I think <laughs> That's I really... That's what this is. <laughs> is Enya Big thoughts. Enya, <laughs> thoughts. Enya thoughts. I think I really am sexual blind. Hmm. Like, uh, we were talking about this on the porch earlier, but just my whole life, I've really not, like, innately known that kind of personal energy hmm. like in a strange way too because I've always felt it kind of easy to talk to people mm-hmm. and that's fine but it's because I don't really like see it as a big thing it's not like <laughs> like I remember in I middle school I was like yeah you can talk to people just like you can do like read a book <laughs> like it's not a big deal but all my <laughs> friends are like no like talking to people is so hard or like especially especially in middle school it's like talking to girls or like talking mm. to boys it's like oh this big thing and I was like you guys are weird like it's not a big deal hmm. and then I do always in my friend group in high school I felt like this I think in if I let myself I can still feel this way about like groups I'm a part of now I always feel like there's something like a little bit missing from mm. like the mm. the personal level of things. Mm. Interesting. I, ho- I hope this doesn't sound like uh, I have to really watch myself here. Well, I can, it's my podcast. I can edit it out if yeah. I sound douchey. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this is the funny thing about me growing up in those like early. It just it just cued this up in my brain like those early social settings about like talking to girls or talking to other people, and I did always have this sense that like if I walk in the room in a big group or a dance situation. I'm not going to be that impressive. Like people, uh, there's like a bunch of loud guys in particular. I'm talking about like oh, my right. own social and, dynamic. And you're not loud. Uh, uh, I, maybe I tried to be, but it was always like really forced and awkward. It didn't feel <laughs> natural. I'm like, I, I guess this is what the guys do, you know? <laughs> um, but I always did get the sense that like, if I get one-on-one with a girl, it'll be a really good situation. Hmm. Like hmm. that's where they'll, we'll make a connection for sure. And that will set me apart. Interesting. You know? Um, huh. But I definitely wasn't like, I'm going to, I'm going to like, beat everyone in basketball and show everybody how mm. impressive I am or like I didn't show off essentially. Yeah, you were like the one-on-one was the thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, that that gave me some confidence but um I don't know what I'm saying but I th- it's just No, I think I do I think instead of variance I guess. <laughs> I think instead of doing that I was always like hoping someone would notice how good I was. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, interesting. Which is a kind of a fourth thing I feel like you're hoping <laughs> yeah, someone just, like, will waiting. notice. To notice. Interesting. I like. I think. I think. I definitely wanted to be. I don't know. I. I think now. I definitely like to do things that set myself apart. Mm. I like to do like personal things. Like when it's people's birthdays, people my age like to post things on social media, like Snapchat or like Instagram. They they uh, post things and. They, it's like a happy birthday post and it's like, hey, like, happy birthday. I love you so much. Like, we've done so much. And they're posting, like, fun pictures of things that they've done together and it's for everyone to see. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. I don't like it's that. Big. And I, what I like to do is I like to, I like to send a personal, like, affirmation to the person. And I that's like to say, kind. like, even if the world won't see it, I like to know that I've impacted that person. And Ooh, You do it the right way. Yeah, <laughs> that's the right way. <laughs> and so I, yeah, I don't know. That's what I think. And I think just from more thoughts on Scott oh, thinking thoughts. that I'm 
maybe a I I'm not sexual blind. I think we can t- say okay. that Scott has given you suggestions of who you are. He's been wrong before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've no. been wrong before. So, this so whole thing thoughts, starts with me being more wrong. Thoughts the that whole are, journey that are contrary to what Scott thinks. Um, <laughs> I think that the the sexualness that you are seeing within me is the sexualness. <laughs> that sounds so the, awkward. The one, <laughs> the, the one to one intimate, the one to one intimateness yeah. you are seeing within me is, is me matching the other person ah, I'm talking. I with. believe it. The way you're describing it makes sense to me. And I think that's a, that's where my nine wing is pop, popping out. Okay. Ooh, interesting, okay. interesting. Interesting. Thoughts. Big, big thoughts. From the ones tonight. We are just scratching the surface. I think we're winding down. I am so grateful. This, this really, truly, (laughs) this was like a, uh, you know, we did a four and a five, which is us. I'm talking to Macy, looking at Macy, everybody. Um, And that was the warm up to the true restart to the Enneagram conversations. And this is. I don't know what the right word for it to say. Uh, Kickoff. This is, I do feel like all of us in this room too, because we've all been on a journey together. Mm -hmm. We're a little lighter. We're a little bit more sure of ourselves. We're a little Mm -hmm. bit more curious. I would agree. We go, we went deeper. Yeah. You know, last year I felt like we're all kind of like, what is a one? Matthew's gone. Okay, I think this was a one. And we're kind of like, I, think I this wasn't is a lighter one. on my second episode. (laughs) Maybe uh, more, less. We're more, more like selfish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a better way to say yeah. it. Not not unsure. Not we're at ease with ourselves. What is a four? Yeah. 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 I would say I'm definitely feeling more peaceful, more at ease, more comfortable talking about me being a one than I was talking about being an eight. Oh. <laughs> and you okay. know what, Hannah? That is no small thing. That oh. is no small thing. We can end right there, Start folks. Music. <laughs> 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 Should I read this blessing as our closing? Yeah. Uh, we're winding <laughs> down, everybody. Can I? I, I would Soft just like to say thoughts. to ones, like, yes. oh. this poem, this idea is was maybe one of the biggest parts of, like, me learning to love myself. Like, it's learning so to break out of oneness. Like we talked about earlier, it's really easy for ones to like believe the fear that they are bad inside. And especially for Christians, for ones who like grew up with Christianity or fundamentalism, it's easy to internalize that idea of original sin. And it's hard to see a way out of that. It's mm. hard to, you feel like you can't challenge that idea. That seems like such an assumption that is natural and right. But this kind of challenges that. And I would challenge you to be open to what's about to be read and, to to affirm that, well, affirm what's about what's about to be said. I don't want to ruin it. Really, really hear it. Really try to take your time with this and take it in. I'll read it and twice. If you can't believe it for yourself, I believe it for you. And that so can sweet. be enough for you. Uh, next week we'll return with an episode potentially about Steven Universe. Oh yes, so that'll be really fun. Get um, excited. Or like everyone's like Steven again. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, skip that one. <laughs> like, uh, no, the music. <laughs> um, okay. So this poem that I'm reading is by Jan Richardson. If you are not familiar with her work, I encourage you to check her out. Google her. She's got like a blog and it's cool. And she has amazing artwork, poetry, reflections, whatnot. She's cool. And this is titled Bloved is Where We Begin. I will read it twice. If you would enter into the wilderness, do not begin without a blessing. Do not leave without hearing who you are. Beloved, 
named by the one who has traveled this path before you. Do not go without letting it echo in your ears. And if you find it is hard to let it into your heart, do not despair. That is what this journey is for. I cannot promise this blessing will free you from danger, from fear, from hunger or thirst, from the scorching of sun or the fall of the night. But I can tell you that on this path, there will be help. I can tell you that on this way, there will be rest. I can tell you that you will know the strange graces that come to our aid only on a road such as this, that fly to meet us bearing comfort and strength, that come alongside us for no other cause than to lean themselves toward our ear and with their curious insistence whisper our name, beloved, beloved, beloved. I'll read it again. <laughs> if you would enter into the wilderness, do not begin without a blessing. Do not leave without hearing who you are, beloved, named by the one who has traveled this path before you. Do not go without letting it echo in your ears. And if you find it is hard to let into your heart, do not despair. That is what the journey is for. I cannot promise this blessing will free you from danger, from fear, from hunger or thirst from the scorching of sun or the fall of the night. But I, can, but I can tell you that on this path, there will be help. I can tell you that on this way, there will be rest. I can tell you that you will know the strange graces that come to our aid only on a road such as this, that fly to meet us bearing comfort and strength, that come alongside us for no other cause than to lean themselves toward our ear and with their curious insistence whisper our name. Beloved, beloved, beloved. I, I want to sing a song worth singing. I, writing in from words repeating. Nothing of me.